to good old boys Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Good old boys I'm Mark Bog Beef Angela Lord Angela's back <laughs> Oh shit I was You know before we started I was like okay Let me let me look through my notes I, as if there's like a, you know, like a, you know, this leather bound thing that I. <laughs> did, did you call her Lord Angela? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I don't know okay. where that came from, but that might be a multiple guest thing. Lord Yarvin, Lord Angela, you yeah, know what I mean? I'll take it. Yeah, you've been on the fucking TV. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me let me rifle through my notes. You know, like as if there's, uh, you know, this thing. I. I, I it's just don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Just, just pretend I'm Jeff. <laughs> I mean, they're both they're both POC. That's right. So it works. Yeah, yeah. Back to back redheads on this show. We're doing the. Uh, you didn't get a chance to hear uh, uh, Doctor Muller, did you? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. He sent me. Yeah. Oh, that guy is fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. Did you say he? Did you say that he's? Taught at an Irish university. He was in Cork. Oh, okay. But he's German. I got to tell you, I love like a mechanic. Like if you go, if I go to a mechanic shop and the guys get like a mullet and a Southern accent, I like that. I like a philosophy professor with a German accent. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really <laughs> works for me. Yeah. They should all have German accents. Yeah. That, that guy was fucking dope. But like, okay, so this, this is what I was thinking about. Uh, when I first listened to him, I, I heard about, I heard my friend say something about it. I just opened his channel. And I and uh, I was like, oh, okay, this guy's got um, he's he's a philosophy professor. He's got these lectures on like Hegel and shit like that. Okay, I'm about to shit on all that, but so I'll just we'll start out. Look, like I get it. Okay, it's so, like I've come. I this this is why I clicked on. So like I know what it's like to come home tired in the evening and you like to listen to this shit and you feel like a little bit smarter after you do it. I mean, I don't, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. You're like, Oh, that's Hegel. Uh, uh, you know, negativity has like a thing to it, dude. <laughs> you get to enjoy it. I mean, I, like I, I get it. Like, uh, generally like whenever I'm like, I don't know if you ever, uh, there's another guy, uh, Freud said that like, like, uh, humans, like they're like, they're really good at, at, at uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Projection. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say that guy's an idiot, you're you're like uh, uh, talking about like I I just take this as a superpower. So like, yeah, if I'm projecting, like I like I I just use this like uh, uh like uh you know if I was like an eagle and I ha- and I had talents, like okay, that's what I got. I'm a human. I'm good at projecting, so I know how to like <laughs> smell around. So like I know what this is like. I know what it's like. You listen to these lectures and you feel smarter and shit. Blah blah blah. But how? Like, however, like so this kind of thing, this sort of like uh, philosophy. We're, I'm doing a little sermon here. Okay, so this kind of thing, especially like when we start talking about like politics and shit, right? Because these guys do talk about. Uh, this is kind of like a politics thing. This is kind of like a, you, you ever heard of like, so, you know, like in, in war, like 99% of people who have participated in war in history, basically their job is like, you know, uh, they march, they carry, uh, uh, they peel potatoes, they dig holes. Logistics. Hmm. Right. And like, so if maybe one in a million guys, they get to like, do like a strategy thing where they're like, hmm, we'll bring in the left side from the, on the left at, at, 
and then we'll bring in the right. And you know what I mean? Like mm. very, very, very uncommon thing. If you get there, maybe you should look up, uh, maybe you should look up some stuff, but this is like totally irrelevant for like 99% of people. Right. And so you, you see where I'm going here. So like, okay, so someone asked us to comment on like one of these like YouTube guys, like these people, I mean, by the way, like these people, they have like, um, uh, they said they're like leading the political discussion in the United States. I don't know how much that is. I went, I had to get my driver's license redone the other day. If you've been to the DMV the other day, I don't know how much, uh, uh, you know, this kind of stuff really does, uh, Influence America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, if you go look at these guys, so I looked at one of the guys, and uh, and I'm not even going to comment that. And then like there was already like um, a response by uh, some other dude, and like these things have millions of views and stuff. And there, I looked at the response, and so both both things, and this is this is really good because there was a, a Jacobin produced an article today that was like along the same line. So uh, in that thing, these two guys were doing, and this was going back and forth, back and forth. This was about. Um, this was about like fascism, like whether something or another was fascism. That was super important. Like this was going on and on and all these people are involved and they're looking up all this shit in these books. Uh, Jackman just put out this article today, got some professor or something and they're going, they're going at it. They're like, like what's really, really important about uh, like a vaccine passport or something in the article is whether or not Mussolini would have approved it. Oh, I, I think I saw, the, I didn't actually read the Jacobin piece, but I saw the headline. It was saying, <laughs> you know who else would have disapproved of vaccines? Hitler, wasn't that it? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the headline was quite literally, vaccine passports can't be fascist because Hitler actually reduced the number of vaccine requirements. In the third. So, I mean, so that, obviously that means this couldn't possibly be fascist. Mm. This is like super important. Even like uh, people in like Congress, this is like, this is how, uh, uh, I mean, even on the left and the right, they really, they really talk like this. They say, well, what, what would have Hitler done? What have Mussolini done? What about Karl Marx? Uh, so like, I don't want to, first off, like I don't want to get mixed up with any of these people. So I like, I never want like my name attached to like, this is what Bog Beef thinks about. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Celebrity socialist influencer. I'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that's not my world. I'm a retail consumer yeah. of all this stuff, right? <laughs> it just comes at me. And, uh, and I, I don't think that's, uh, that's, that's a bad thing. Okay, so, like, would Mussolini have approved this? Like, I don't know. I, like, okay, so is there, like, an eternal, like, so you, immediately you're like, oh, hmm, is there, like, some kind of, like, eternal essence to fascism? Did, like, did cavemen... Were they confronted? Was this guy the, the the fascist or the communist? It's like uh, if you ask people if there's like an internal essence of man, there sure as shit ain't that. So like if, if there isn't that, then like what are we talking about? This shit that like these fucking drunks came up with fifty years ago. These people were morons. Like just because they had that job doesn't mean that they like Plato'd their way into it. Uh, like Hitler was fucking living under a bridge like uh, two years before this thing. Uh, he says, oh well, well you know we won't pay this this treat or whatever next thing he's running this country this isn't like some kind of eternal thing this thing shit happened like 60 years ago max like this is like okay so but let's throw going here okay what what this is about where i'm going with this is about being present in the moment so like think about this like angela nagel she's here she's just <laughs> listening to, to me like ramble <laughs> many such cases <laughs> You know, being like present in that moment. So in other words, it's not like there's another, there's not another step where she says, hmm, what would Mussolini have done if he was sitting here listening <laughs> to this idiot go on and on about this? 
It would even been four force fed you castor oil until you die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, so like you, you know, you, you're just like, Hmm, I'm hungry. Make a taco. I need to pee. I walk into this room. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, like there, there's not, there's not this, this other thing. And so like, if you look around, it's like people just fucking stop this shit. Like, I know, like, I, like, I know this sounds crazy, but like, let's look around at these people who do, like, okay. So, uh, you know, Bernie, he wins the day and then Trump wins and they lose and they win and they lose. I don't know what's going on. What did the press say about him? There's another way. There's another way. There's people that like literally can't stop winning. Uh, Angela, have you heard of the Quebecois uh, blow, uh, blow, block, blow, whatever? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's like fucking impossible for them to lose. Like every day the sun rises, like they get another W. They win again. It's like like it's like oh, is did the you don't have to look up if the Quebecois party won in, in Quebec uh, right uh, last year. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. won. Yeah. Uh, who, who's the, who's that guy in West Virginia? Joe Manchin. Right. So like the question with Joe Manchin isn't like it's never like did Joe Manchin win? It's like uh, well, like what's he gonna do to us today? That's kind of weird. Like you know, there's like all these guys that are like in Congress and shit. There's this guy Jim Clyburn. Did he win? Well, of course he won. Uh, you you may uh, like the the question is further down the road because of course he won. I've looked this up. There's like a, you know they Wikipedia has a name. They they there's like a, they say there's an ideology to this. This is like the regional thing, a regionalism thing or something. You know this guy's a communist. This guy's this Joe Manchin. He's uh here's the thing. Joe Manchin doesn't look up a book and see what Plato said about regionalism. He just says, hey guys, uh here's what I want. I want a little bit more than we had yesterday. That's 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 the game plan. It just always works. He always wins. That's uh. Just a little, little thing there. Just uh, just cut that step out. Just like you can literally just be present in the moment. Just like I want a taco. You go get the taco. You you don't like the, all this other stuff. Like you you have real problems. Like you know these, there were real problems with like with Hitler like sixty years ago. The motherfucker's dead, y'all. Like like what's your problem? Is the problem in your bank account? That's your problem. Like is the problem like these fuckers that run in the country right now? This is the problem I have the right. They keep well, going on with this shit. They're like. Oh, the problem is communism. No, no, no. Like you have like bigger problems, like right fucking now, motherfucker. You're complaining about complexity, right? Essentially. No, That's no, no. no. Well, yeah, anyways, well, I want to. I'm, I'm ending uh, ending the the uh, the sermons. Yes. Now, now attack me. Sorry, but you're you're essentially you complain like you're make people are making this needlessly complex and adding steps to it that don't need to be. Like Joe Manchin doesn't care about that. Uh, our, our boy Jim, Big Jim, doesn't think about uh, you know. Herodotus or whatever when he's you know doing fish fries, correct? That's essentially what you're saying. Be in the moment, you know, focus on whatever, right? Yeah. Okay, but the people you're talking about, it's not that they're making a mistake. Like the the complexity is the point. Like they're trying to add in steps so like they can insert themselves there. Like if 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 I could just if you can just go to the store and buy uh, I don't know, let's say you want to buy some salmon, right? You 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 want to and you can just go there and you can give some guy money and he gives you the fish. That's great for you, right? But like, what if there was a person, a, th- a third party, you could put in the middle of that transaction? And like, their entire job was every time you buy this, I'm going to log it, whatever. I'm going to ask you questions about your salmon, so we can, you know, blah blah blah. But the point is, like, <laughs> you just create. Yeah, ex- exactly. So like, when you when you play, like, guys, stop doing that. No, they're not. They're, that's their job. That's the only thing they do in life. They're never going to stop it. I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. Uh, we have a brilliant lady on the podcast. No, no, I, I, that's actually not where <clears throat> I wasn't sure that was where it was going. But that that is an interesting thing. I guess they just keep using the, uh, <laughs> the, the they just you know one thing I often notice w- looking at these kind of stupid conversations going on is like 
it's not just that they use these kind of very tired, like, you know, caricature kind of categories like Hitler and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of that, like, I often think some of them are people who are like very obsessed with categories and they're, and that's like linked to a kind of narcissistic personality or something like that. Because I was thinking that before and then I thought, well, no, you can't just do that psychoanalytic thing where you just accuse people of being this and that because, you know, statistically like you know not that many people are going to have a personality like that but then when you look at how many like what section of the population is on twitter <laughs> it's actually t- entirely plausible that they do and so <laughs> like so so in the same way as like if a person wants to be identified in a certain way like gender wise and somebody else does not reflect that back to them and then they go into like a murderous rage um like most of the people who discuss politics online are basically having like the, the same mental experience, you know? So they, they, yeah. they have a category that is an ideological category that gives them meaning. It structures their moral universe. And if something about that is not reflected back to them in a way that flatters them, they just become completely filled with rage, you know? And it's like, it's very hard to understand <laughs> rationally, you know, because so, but, but I mean, that's like the cheapest kind of reference in all of that is Hitler, right? I mean, that's like South Park years ago, like, you know, <laughs> used Hitler in that way because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the, uh, the, uh, the Velt guys. Well, is- well, well, you know, the deal with Hitler is like Hitler replaced, replaced Satan in the, in yeah, the, because that's right. we, we we have a new founding mythos of the West and, you know, they, once you get rid of Christianity, you need a new villain. And there's two reasons. There's two parts to that too. Not only do you need a new villain that reinforces the new narratives, but also I, I, as I'm not sure you're, I'm, you know, not being American, maybe you're, you were fortunate enough to not see this uh, discourse that we had recently <laughs> about uh, abortion law in Texas. And mm. one of the long story short, there was a Texas passed a more restrictive abortion law and the church of Satan in Texas brought a suit up against saying it violated their religious rights. And like <laughs> the guardian and huffing the post and all these people were like, here's why the, here's why the Satanists are our last best hope. It's <laughs> like, you know, uh, now, and I, I was beaten to the punch for this because I, someone just wrote a, a nice article outlining this like the 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 devil's not really uh, the bad guy anymore right mm. like the, uh, if, if you were trying to describe satan as as depicted in abrahamic religion in 2021 like would would he come off as the bad guy to people if people who have like pro- a progressive moral framework uh, by the way speaking of which i'm really glad something i like when everything i love these uh thought terminating uh, uh cliches <laughs> Like anything that's like, I don't have to think about that anymore. And one of those is that uh, uh, people that worship Satan are all. Ex- that's that yeah, makes my yeah. life a lot easier. Like, OK, just just two and two together. That's fine. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that tells you basically what you need to know about both <laughs> groups, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The most evil people. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I. Uh, apologies if you listen yeah hopefully if you listen as you worship satan i don't know what to tell you about that but 
we, 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 I did one of those things for a Patreon poll. It was like, hey, could you just tell us how you found our podcast? And most of the people were like, well, I heard about you from Twitter. And nobody said, like, <laughs> I was worshiping the Dark Lord. And it, 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 <laughs> someone recommended your Jim Clyburn podcast to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just think about something like this. Imagine if you were to calculate the number of conversations that have gone on uh, let's say even on Twitter alone about the definition <laughs> about the definition of like what is and who is permitted to be in the category of the left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're probably talking about millions and millions, you know, that I can, can, can I, uh, can I dot connect this to a story that came up? Because yeah. it, 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 so <laughs> I know you've heard about this because you mentioned it. Like the, uh, there was the, <laughs> they had the Met Gala recently. And like the big story from the Met Gala was that uh, AOC, the, the Congress lady from New York, wore a dress that like said tax the rich on it, right? Mm. Uh, you, 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 you both saw this story. Right? You, you couldn't escape it. Yeah. For like a week straight. And uh, one of the big things was like, Oh, well, she's just, you know, she's fake. She's really, she's really a rich person. Uh, her, she's, her politics are incoherent. You know, she's a champagne socialist. And my initial thought to that was like, well, every socialist, like, are there, uh, is there a different kind of socialist other than like either champagne socialists or LaCroix socialists who <laughs> just want like a fake white collar office job? Mm. Like the, the 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 idea behind this argument is like somewhere there's this hidden uh, this the hidden army of real leftists yeah, who, yeah. Like, who, who are who are all uh, you know beholden to the words of Karl Marx or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, kind of like the Prester John is out there east somewhere and he's going to come and save us all. Don't worry, we won't hold down the fort until then. Yeah, no people. It was funny. It was interesting how mad people were because they they didn't really get that. Like she was always this annoying, you know. And uh, they didn't. They didn't find her this annoying until until recently. And I think the moment where they found her annoying, like you know, other leftists like started finding her annoying, was the moment they realized that she basically like parachuted out of the big like burning wreckage <laughs> that they're left behind in. Basically, like you know that she's like she made it. Basically, she like rode this whole Bernie thing straight to power and success and she's like on the other side now you know yeah this this whole thing it's, it's so hard to comment on because uh okay so all these people are mad and by the way it very much close mirrors this other story that came out the other week um was it like cbs or something was gonna have this tv show that was like a game show <laughs> for so, I'm sorry. for socialism where like uh there was like a, uh, there was like a, it was called was, the activist in the in the uh, in the vein of the Apprentice, right? No. Yeah. 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 Yes, ma'am. Oh yes, god, ma this, this story is great. <laughs> there's like a, there's like a model. There's like somebody from the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, you know, there's um, you know, just all the most vapid celebrities. And the show was about uh, uh, you know, it's like a game show, but they're doing uh, you know, democratic socialism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was it's the most wonderful thing and so uh they announced it you know they had everything ready to go and they they ha they canceled it all the stars like apologized to the democratic socialist movement because and like really uh they didn't do it like they didn't do it all they did wrong was like uh like it's just sort of like obvious like just how bad yes, ex exactly they they they're 
their big sin was they like they said the quiet part louder or however the stupid cliche goes. Uh, let, let me just read off the little tagline for the activist. Uh, the <laughs> activist pairs ad- advocates from the worlds of health, education, and the environment with famous figures in a series of competitions. They'll take the winners and their ideas for <laughs> seismic world change to the G20 summit in Italy. Of <laughs> a lightning round for the uh, you know for the new economic policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, those, you're right. Like they Chuck Woolery out there. You, you're taking something that's supposed to be like this uh, deeply moral philosophy, and you're exposing it as like, well, this is just retail politics, right? And that that's that was the problem. Like, and they did. They I think they didn't like withdraw the show and say, yeah, oh, they, uh, they begged, they begged for forgiveness for even uh, for even contemplating the actual stars that were going to be at the, this, uh, you know, poor girl from the Black Eyed Peas or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that sounds amazing yeah i mean so okay the thing that's kind of, okay so the, the people that are the most clever like the uh, you can tell who like the clever left people are because they know what not to say they know what words not to say and yeah. what they'll whenever this topic comes up they just say mm, aoc is good or they say like if you don't think aoc is good you're dumb uh that's what they should do because like if you explain it like you have to explain like what this thing really is uh, this is like a class movement yes. for like the worst fucking people on earth. <laughs> That's you could say this about the the whole the Met Gala itself too, which is which is kind of funny. Like we weren't meant to, this. So this is all the fault of social media, by the way. We weren't meant to see the Met Gala. Like yeah. the plebs weren't supposed to see any of this stuff. Like the, this is not even uh, close. To, like I guess this year the the theme kind of was we're going to show off our activism, and and everyone found that really cloying and annoying. But like it's nothing compared to what was it two thousand seven seventeen or eighteen. When they like wore the Catholic Church as a skin suit, they, like had a big costume ball where they dressed oh, yeah. up like the Pope and stuff like that. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like it was a, 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 a like they were doing a like a bootleg uh, thing that you know and really shocking the shocking all the plebs because they had like the Cardinal of New York was there and the Catholic Church gave them artifacts and stuff to put on display. And it's like it, you know this is not this is not meant for our consumption. This is like. As someone on Twitter described it, Comic Con for rich people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw like, okay, here's a weird thing I've noticed recently, which is that, um, I, and I suppose it's something that people do when they get really demoralized uh, and they start kind of worshiping like the power of, of, of horrible people who have managed to, to, like ascend in some way. So kind of like a Nietzschean thing. I, like, so, so for example, they'll say things like, you know, you know, like, um, AOC is like expressing her will to power or something like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, and, and it's almost like, you know, so I had one friend of mine was saying like, AOC is uh, like expressing her will to power and, um, you know, Every, you're all all just mad because she's like um, being such an outrageous hypocrite and rubbing all the plebs' faces in it, kind of, you know. But it's almost <laughs> like <laughs> it's almost like people are so demoralized that they actually start liking kind of those who are so bad that they they sort of pass through some into like a different realm of you know you know what I mean of being like disgusting characters. Do you uh, if you ever played as a kid, like organized team sports, 
you you could you could see this happening like organically. Like if you were on a team that was bad and you were getting your asses kicked, uh, there would be some people on the team who would like start trash talking their own teammates and kind of like jawing with the opponent. Like like like, man, I wish I was on your team instead of with these idiots. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, it, it's kind of like there's a desire to to be on the winning side and no matter what you're talking about, yeah. like a uh, human like, hierarchy is so important to human beings that some people will pretty much do anything. And no matter how much have to debase themselves, if they can feel like they're on the winning side. Mm. Yeah. If you look at, if you look at a machine like this, if you like, uh, uh this, this kind of thing is so, so stupid because like you could look at like, uh, I'm sure like any, like anyone on the board at Goldman Sachs, like, uh, they would fulfill this. Like they're winning, like, you know, they're kicking ass, but, uh, like you're probably not included with that. Like there's nothing you can get out of that. And like, you can put a bullet in their head. There'd be a different person there. Uh, yeah. 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 There's definitely that weird worship of power going on. It's sort of there a little bit with the pro Biden, the like semi ironic pro Biden stuff, you know, to some extent it's like, you know, yeah, he's like, <laughs> you you idiots are out there like uh, just, you know, on your stupid podcasts and be, being losers. And this guy is like ruling the world. <laughs> I, look, just just this week based Joe Biden has just uh, as he first he, he, he just deported like th- thousands of migrants and he's destroyed NATO. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, maybe yeah, maybe I, Richard Spencer was on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am actually, I, I am actually a little bit ple- uh, like pleasantly surprised by some of the stuff he's done. I have to say, like, okay, so the thing like this stuff, like, if you're included in it, like, well, yeah, that is like, I, I guess, pretty based, whatever. But like, uh, there's like not anything I can like. I guess I could like, uh, like, be born in a different socioeconomic class or something, you know, on, on Nantucket or something. But there's not like some like. Uh, you know, based thing that like separates me from uh, like winning whenever these people win. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, uh, you know, if you're if you're a spectator. But anyway, I, I'm, it's not even like I necessarily think like I thought the, the thing my friend said about AOC was really funny. But it, it's just a it's just a weird little quirk I've noticed recently that people have taken to like exactly as you described with the teams like they really they're getting some weird pleasure out of like, you know, t- like laughing at the weakness of their like comrades you know or whatever and sort of like or people who are kind of on their level and like really worshiping the power of these figures like completely separate from whether they are doing anything good or not you know so like AOC like you have to admire her will to power like I don't know (laughs) do I (laughs) <laughs> yeah, w- w- the the phrase "will to power" is is uh, so triggering to me yeah, because like yeah. you always hear it from people who are, are some kind of political dissident. Well, it could, most time it's I hear it, it's from like right wing yeah, dissidents, yeah, yeah. but it can't. You can hear it from the left occasion too. And it's like th- that is such. Like, as soon as I hear that, I know that person. Like they're the same kind of person as the person that they're complaining about. Like they're the same kind of. I could, um, apologize for saying like academic yeah who, like who has the same ideas and like you just you just uh, uh, swap the color you know the team colors from from one to another and yeah. 
Uh, Can we roast the right wing people to do this for a second? Because we yeah. had we had a little uh, running with these people a second ago. Okay, because uh, oh man. Okay, so that episode we did about basically like guns and and sort of uh, uh, this political power thing and in, in mm. continental Europe. Okay, that's basically about this. These people like Nietzsche and shit. They like uh, they have this. They like okay. So uh, uh, Nietzsche's the guy that's responsible for world of power. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so he's got this thing where uh, he uh, he first off he has this like uh, uh, he imagines uh, nobility is like having no responsibility to it. So like there's um, that's like that's kind of like bullshit. Like that's like even if you're like uh, uh, that spawned like all the most horrible people involved in like right wing shit. Like this idea is like uh, you know like instead of like I'm the knight. I protect these people around here. Uh, we have this. We have this certain relationship. It's like I'm just like uh, you're just like these these like uh, you're like these rats, and you just sort of exist for my for my thing. Okay, why does this happen? There's like a 30 year span in in like continental Europe where like basically if you were super rich, you had this awesome armor, you were like a superhero. It was like impossible to hurt them. Like uh, uh like like you like they could run. They, if you, you don't know, there's some debate about this, but it's it, it, it's quite clear these people could like run they could tumble they could jump on a horse and like it was like impossible to do any damage to them okay like people there's like 30 years of this then people like uh, uh they 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 advance guns a little bit and that shit is fucking over like it's totally over and like that 30 year span becomes like this this fucking like uh, uh like comic book fan club of like that's how it should have always been when like <laughs> no like first off like no it fucking shouldn't like that's not how uh, even if you th- even if you believe even if you're like a monarchist this kind of thing like that's just like uh, that's just like that's the gayest shit I've ever heard like <laughs> I'm just the king and like all these people like uh, exist for my pleasure I don't well they never say king for the for the for the reason that you outlined they they're not going to call they don't want to be really be king because like king implies that you have certain obligations and duties right yeah yeah oh, and so here's the story okay so they feel like this oh by the way like uh, you know they feel this way about will to power and shit. Okay, this motherfucker comes along in France and he uh, wielded a power over the whole fucking Europe. Isn't that based? Isn't isn't Napoleon based? No, that's not based for some reason. There's some magic reason why, like, being this badass dude taking over this whole continent is not based. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. We got into all this shit uh, this past week. All these fucking conservative retards were like, <laughs> oh, Caesar is Caesar was a lib. This guy, he was the real, he was the, uh, um, the the real base guy was Cicero. You know this this piece oh, of shit attorney. Oh my God. Uh, uh, this is how they well, all feel. They, to be fair, they said Cato, which is plausible deniability. They always However, do this. This is like uh, if you yeah. if you attack a, uh, these people, if you attack someone thing the Frankfurt School, they'll say, "Oh, you mean who's the one guy that's like remotely defensible?" Um, I can't think of his name. He's a ball head guy. They, they like, "Oh, you mean so and so." That, uh, when you're one dimensional like, man guy, no, no, no. Like when you're, when you're trying to hate on, on Mark Hughes, they, they're saying, Oh, you're talking about, I can't think of his name. Adorno. Adorno. They'll yeah, say, Oh, I, well, Adorno's not like, I'm not talking about Adorno motherfuckers doing this. They are like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean Cato? Like, Oh, well, he's a fucking useless character. He's just this little sidekick to this guy. Uh, Cicero is obviously the main thing. He's a useless piece of shit. They're like, Oh no, he was the, he was the base will of power. I guess like, no, he's not. These guys are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Guys out here fucking killing, enslaving, and and everything west of Germany. Like, oh no, that guy, he's he's the real. He doesn't have the will to they, power. They, they okay, him, what they, is? They called him a lib 
one of the specific reasons was because he appointed a bunch of senators from lands that he had conquered to like to increase his control over the the governing body oh, so of the he, Bremer Republic. He was engaging in multiculturalism. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was that was actually one of their one of their arguments, and it was uh, it's it like was, these these people are fucking conquered, motherfucker. Yeah, this one guy he, he said um, uh, here the problem was, and he like he had like statistics. He's like the racial admixture of the Roman Empire yeah. increased X percent of of so and so. It's like yes, motherfucker, they were conquered, you retard. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, here's what here's. The fun, I, I get what, what they're saying. What they're saying is like, well, Cato wanted to keep expanding the republic, like when I mean, it was functioning empire, keep expanding that, but just keep all the control in the same you know, group of people that had had always been in charge. You can't like that's literally impossible. Yeah, go uh, go conquer Europe for me. I'm not going to give you a nickel more. I'm not going to do a shit for <laughs> you, and just uh, go take over the world for me. And uh, you know, I'm not going to give a fuck these people. I'm sorry. Like on a logistic level, you can't do that. You can't like add uh, the entire world to your like to your empire, and then you you're still going to have the same group of people running everything. Like, like that was the like, game plan off in Afghanistan, right? Right, and it it doesn't work. But beyond that, like uh, even if even if you're just discounting that completely, which you shouldn't, like, uh, like after the Marian reforms, like that changed the whole game. Like Cato and in the fucking optimists, their their whole idea was like. Oh well, you know the 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 landed nobles of Rome, uh, the patrician class. Like we're the ones who who have at all the stakes, so we're the ones who who, who are in charge, and we should always be so. But after the Marian Reforms, that's not true anymore. Now you have like regular ass people who are in the, in the military. It's not just it's not just the nobles and then their levies. It's like you have made a professional military. You have to change it. You have to give those guys something, or they're going to do what every what the legions did later on. They're just going to fucking kill you and replace you. Like Caesar understood that Caesar conquered half of the world, uh, came back, uh, beat all of his rivals, uh, banged the hottest uh, was a was a uh, Mina baddie in in the world. Uh, <laughs> came back home and was murdered by people that he had for, had forgiven, and he's now the most famous secular figure in world history. Mm. But that's not based like a, a military yeah, hero that, be, that becomes the emperor of the world. That's not based. You know what's really based? Uh, a bunch of fucking oligarch senators who like are arguing about how much public land they should be able to steal to be slumlords this, on. This yeah, is the, fucking super fucking based. Yeah, this is the gayest shit in the, in the world. And like, like this, like okay, the part about uh, and you can kind of see this whenever uh, you know now that like all these private letters come out, letters come out. Okay, the part about Marxism that makes the most sense is the thing. Uh, so uh, you know, like he has like um, he doesn't. So like the low lower classes that aren't like uh, uh, productive, mm. uh, you know, he uses like uh, pretty strong words for them. Uh, he, mm. he he calls them like criminals and shit. And uh, the part that makes the most sense to me is like people that are unproductive and useless. They gotta go. They gotta go. They're not doing shit. And that's what <laughs> that's what that's what happens. To this late republic thing. These guys like uh, like okay. Uh, their whole like they're supposed to get all this money just from owning money, and they're not going to serve in the military. They're not going to lead armies. About they're just going to sit on their fat ass. Like that's not how monarchy works. It's not how any of this shit no. works, bro. Fuck you. That like the, no 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 no. The worst part is not only are they doing like they were saying like we should get to keep all this shit. They were stealing shit that the legions conquered. They were stealing public like, lands that belonged to Rome and taking them for their own private. Like there's no. 
there's no organization of human society where people go along with that ever. You, you can't do that. Like, uh, like, like aside from literally an oligarchy, which is like what the Roman Republic was. And I don't see how anybody could possibly believe after you've lived in the 21st century that oligarchy is uh, based or conservative or whatever. <laughs> this is this is the thing about Napoleon too. It's like, okay, like, uh, yeah, so the 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 Haitian regime was over. It's like, okay, if you were a noble, you still could have got an officer job. You just had to get off your fat ass. Like that's mm-hmm. literally like all you had to do. Like, but the whole world was there for the taking. Just like uh, you know, uh, that this is this is where the relationship comes from. Uh, fuck you. Sorry. But isn't Damn. it funny too? Like, I mean, this is just shows like how what a kind of often useless set of ideas we get from Marx because. Like the fact that he thought those things and it makes sense that he thought those things about economically unproductive people. And yet, like, you know, his his um, he is the inspiration for countless movements of economically unproductive people. The first thing out of their mouth is no one has to work. Uh, what yeah, was that yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. piece of shit article they wrote three or four years ago? <laughs> it was like, we'll all just be, we'll all, like, there's no need yeah. to work. We'll all just be chilling. It's like, what, what the fuck are you yeah, talking you know, about? You know who wrote that, right? Did you, did you see oh, the, I saw the original don't get version. Fired. Don't get fired. I saw, uh, yeah, yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah. But hey, hey, some people just like being maitre d's. You know, they're just going to bring you the wine because they, that's what they enjoy doing. Some people just like scrubbing toilets. That's just it's just their passion in life. Yeah. You know, uh so uh different people have different in, different interests, different jobs, stuff like uh, hedge fund managing. That's just sort of my passion. It's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of my kink. I'm kinda of into that. But other people they like other stuff, you know. I think you hit the nail on the head about the um, like when when you say unproductive people like reflexively you go like to the lump and proletariat but like as we've talked to Malcolm and Marty and Angela it's, it's kind of become clear that that's not that there's aren't people have been looking in the wrong direction for like unproductive parasites yeah or even the fact that you know his um like he he went on like such a lifelong sort of warpath against economic nationalism, you know, and, and like, you know, really made this, like made all these like personal condemnations, like marks of, um, of economic nationalists who are even like pro labor and stuff like that. Um, and, but I mean, like so many of the movements, like, or so many of the regimes that like, you know, were inspired by him or, you know, claimed to be inspired by him were like, you know, socialism in one country or they, they yeah. were like ultra nationalists. Literally only works that way. You know, we exactly, talked, yeah. mm-hmm. we, we talked to Dr. Mueller and I asked him, what did you like about, uh, about Chinese communism? He's like, well, he's like, well, the one thing that made it work was the economic nationalism. That was, <laughs> that was the particular thing. I yeah. always look, I always look at Stalin. Uh, I was, I was obsessed with Stalin from I was like 18 to 25, which I don't think there's like, uh, it's like a, a guy leading all these troops and stuff. This is what you're supposed to be into when you're a kid. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like you were really in him before we knew any of like the, like we, I, I've known now with Twitter, I've met a lot of people who were like left wing academics or whatever. And some, sometimes like, you know, red diaper baby people who, who like admired Stalin or whatever. But when, when, when you were <laughs> talking that crazy shit, 
I, I was I thought it was like almost a joke because like nobody else in the world said good things about Stalin uh, outside of those academic circles. You, you were the yeah, you know you were the only person. I, you know, when I talk to people that that because um, like so Stalin did write a bunch of theory and stuff. It's like it, like if uh, you know I, I the way I thought of Stalin is I thought oh, so like there's two steps to Stalin. So first off, there's like this this thing I really like this kind of um, uh, you know these these patronage games whack this guy get the support of these people. Uh, this is the this is the, the you know the, I like these these figures like Clyburn or what, whatever this, these kind of people have this knack for this. Then there's like this other step, like the step of of, of like because people are like I'm gonna academically study Stalinism, like it's it's like this like like inherent like like this, like the way I think it, it's like okay I'm this guy and I get put in charge of this machine. How do I run it? And this is where like you know immediately like the first thing he does is like okay throw away all this like stuff about not being families and stuff. It's got to go. Like, I don't think that there was like, he didn't like read Plato to do this. It's just like, I got to make this thing work. I'm in fucking, I'm running this shit now. Mm. Uh, so sorry, that shit's got to go. That shit's got to go immediately. Like he dies. They put in all back in all this very, uh, this, this, this shit that, that angles and marks like, and even like if, if it's the smartest thing in the world, it's not vetted by reality. Like there's no, like there's no moment where like, Reality steps in and checks if these ideas make sense. Well, I think that everybody, no matter who you are, everyone admires power, like a, per, a powerful person who just like takes control. And that's Angela alluded to it earlier. Like you like the idea of being powerful, and you admire people who take that power and just enforce what they want on everybody. Like, and Stalin's maybe is one of the ultimate figures who who did that. And then the guy who replaced him. Uh, was not, made him look good in in comparison. Like that always helps. If you're if you're followed up by an idiot, you look like a, like a much better monarch. Yeah, and there is something funny too about the the guy who just like waits and waits and waits and then ends up assassinating like or just killing all the all his like former comrades who he didn't like. <laughs> yeah, he killed way more communist revolutionaries than like the CIA. Like they wish that they had his numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know the other thing too, though I often think is that um, I, I think sometimes part of the appeal—I don't know if this is true in your case—but sometimes the appeal of like a figure like Stalin or the appeal of even China today is the idea that you could have uh, this strong, like economic populist, like of some kind, uh, you know, economic system, and that it would also not be. Um, like ultra liberal on like everything to do with the nation and family and things like that. Right. Uh, like it wouldn't be like the left is in the West as we recognize it. Um, but the thing is, I, I think that you only ever get to that position when you are a reactionary within a revolutionary party that's already had a revolution. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if you have mm. to be, if you have to be like a fanatical lunatic who wants to just destroy everything that exists and like a Jacobin, like wiping the slate clean to actually be crazy enough to do a revolution. And then you can only be a Stalin or a Xi Jinping or whatever <laughs> afterwards, you know? Yeah. Right. So you, you need, yeah. you need, the, you need the, the Montagnards to clear the slate for you. And then you step in and you, you know, you, you get in them and bam, you're now you're in charge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's, yeah. that's why yeah. I think that's why I think sometimes like you know it's pointless to be like a, a conservative socialist or something like that because the only way you would actually get to implement such a thing is if you just like 
joined a completely like uh, evil like <laughs> like murderous like part revolutionary party <laughs> and then just and then just waited waited for 20 years you know because uh, then you inevitably have to have your nationalist backlash you know when when things don't actually run according to like what the original revolutionaries imagine you know yeah there's there's that stupid verbal trick that people do where they say Oh, so you believe in electoralism? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I may not be quite convinced of that. You know, but, uh, this is okay. That's a bourgeoisie deviation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That they, uh, yeah. I, I had a that uh, I had a bourgeois blowjob. I, 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 I love that that adjective is, does so many things. Uh, so okay, so there's. <laughs> <laughs> There's this, you know, they were that oh, like, I, like. I like when they. I particularly like when they say the uh, bourgeois morality. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it That's... always means the exact opposite to what. They... Yeah, they mean Christian. When they say yeah. they mean Christian morality, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. It's, it's a great trick. Non-elite morality is what they're actually mm. referring to, but for some reason they call it that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So there, there's this thing where they they say that, and it's like immediately my first thought is like, okay, like. uh Show me what you can do with an AK-47 because that, like, uh, what are you saying? Like, uh, if you okay, like, um, you you're highly involved. You like yeah. you're highly invested in politics. Like, okay, there's two ways this goes. Are you good with an AK-47? Because if not, like, like you've made a clever thing by uh, this is one of these things. Like, if you get in a debate or something and you word it so that like you're the negative side, that's good shit. Like, you're probably do good. So, so they word it like this. It's like, oh, you know, I'm not quite convinced of that. But but that yeah that that's just that's uh, stupid bullshit. Well, they have they have an answer they have an answer for that. They're not going to say it out loud. But I know I, this really came up a lot last year. I I, I remember this one uh, this one guy said this thing and it stuck with me because it was so like you like uh, they were I guess they were showing like a, a MAGA counter protest or whatever. It was just you know chuds uh, against BLM and like I wish they'd go try that in L.A. or I wish they'd go try that in Detroit. And I'm like. And this this person, you can see their pro, their Twitter profiles. Like they're like this uh, academic uh, he him person. Like they're not picking. They're not picking up their like. They're not popping the trunk and getting the Glock out. Right. They're saying, uh, I wish you would do this near my pets, so they could, you know, so they could hurt you. And like, that's that's their answer for that. Although they're like I said, they're never going to say that that part out loud. Mm. Well, as long as they, uh, you know, uh, Nicki Minaj sticks to the, the party line. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Because oh, that's such an incredibly, like, well, frankly, fun story. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You've, you've you've seen this, right, Angela? I have. Yeah, a friend sent it to me, and it, the the replies uh, were just absolutely hilarious. You know, I mean, even the replies that were critical of her were really funny. You know, like I saw one of them, and it looked like a medical journal, but it was like the New England Medical Journal of my friend's cousin in Trinidad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there was a press conference, uh, White House press conference, and, and, and one of the reporters asked the asked something about Nicki Minaj, and like the the press secretary was like, "Oh, well, we have a response to that," and blah blah blah, and everybody made fun of that because like like why is the White House responding to the Anaconda lady about like <laughs> about about bat flu policy? It's like that's ridiculous, you know? They're the old like uh, Latin phrase, "The eagle does not catch flies," right? Mm. Like that's kind of the criticism that people were loving. Like, why are you doing this? You're above <laughs> this, but they're not. Uh, Joe Biden's not an eagle. Like, they, like they, it's crazy. I know this might sound insane, but like, it actually is bad for them if 
Like fame, if famous idiots like Nicki Minaj go on TV, like if Cardi B tomorrow decides to become an anti-vaxxer, that could cause actual problems for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is one of the tools in the toolbox. Like the like they literally paid cash money to influencers to talk about getting vaccinated. Like that's not a, a conspiracy theory. It's it's a fact. Mm. They paid those people money, mm. and not people like Nicki Minaj. People who have like. 10,000 followers on Instagram. So like, can you imagine if they think that's important? Well, what does it mean if, because he, like, he, here's why it, it's important, despite it being absurd. Like the, the, the stick, the, you have the carrot and the stick, and the stick end of this deal is, well, you don't want to be one of those weird anti-vax people. Do you? you don't want to be like a social outcast, like an idiot. Everybody's going to make fun of you. Like all these famous people say this, like, are you, are you an idiot? But if, if there's like three of them who are like, you know what, I'm the biggest, like I'm this Kanye, Nicki Minaj and whoever's like, ah, nah, that shit, shit will make your balls swell up. Don't take it. Mm. That's a huge problem because suddenly you, you have taken for a class of people who if I'm, I'm trying not to be mean about this, or hypocritical because I have an internet podcast, but like there are people who, especially in the last year have really a lot of the social interactions going on through screens, right? Mm. You have to, you have to, especially if you live in these blue cities. Well, like uh, you can't get away from these people. They're part of your everyday life. Uh, you're sharing what they say. You're thinking about like they're, they're the highest moral authority in the land. If they're defecting from the narrative, then it's, it goes from being, well, I guess everybody thinks that to, well, you know, maybe there's a little bit of wiggle room here. Yeah, yeah. It's even like kind of humanizing the position, you know, for people. Um, but, I mean, if you think this is like too on PC or something, you can take it out. But, like, is it, is it not the case that, like, black Americans are more, more into conspiracies? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's what I thought, yeah. The least, like the least vaccinated group of people in America, too. Yeah, and just generally more into conspiracies. Like on loads of occasions, like I've overheard and had conversations, like about like microchips and all kinds of things like that. And I always thought it was funny when, like, they when they really like all these like um, publications and like weird think tanky NGO things. Like so there's one in Ireland that basically was a counter jihad one from back in the day, and it just basically repurposed as a disinformation, an anti disinformation one, and it's just like directly influencing like jur journalists <laughs> and stuff. And they don't, they barely even hide it. Like they just give have quotes from this weird think tank, and um, and uh, but their whole line that their narrative has been here's an example of a white supremacist who's also spreading disinformation and here's a disinformation spreader being retweeted by a white supremacist and blah, 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 you know, so they're trying to like make that connection all the time so that at some point you basically think they're kind of the same thing, you know? What was like the person saying it black? Like the, like the, like they accused the guy running for governor and, <laughs> In in oh, uh, yeah. California, being. well, no, in this case, you know, it's just like it. That's been the narrative, right? Like they're just trying to. Right. It, it's like the Hitler thing, right? They just pick like the bad thing that that we've already poured millions into establishing is bad, right? We've already done like years of like PR to establish that this is the worst possible thing, and now we can just sort of if we just link it in people's minds to this new thing, we have a problem with, and and to do that, it has to be like 
white people who are right wing are are basically like like the Venn diagram of white people who are right wing and anti-vaxxers is the same, you know? Yeah. Well, this this like they they've been doing that for uh, if, we're, if we're being very generous last 10 years. Yeah. And it's always funny because like as you said like uh like uh what whatever if there's a such thing as black culture in America like it's it's you know how there are like language trees like you have uh, the Celtic language tree and like part of like Gaelic is part of it and you mm. know the indigenous Scottish like you know you know what I'm saying like there's yeah. a language tree like well, if, if <laughs> sorry if there if, if there are cultural trees too and like uh black culture in America is an offshoot of like of southern redneck culture right yeah 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 because like, we like we like all the same like all the stereotypes like, the bad stereotypes about black people like are absolutely the same stereotypes about rednecks and like they're true like we like all we like all the same stuff uh, so like you you have like this thing like we're, we're, we're oh this opinion this is like a uh you know evil chud white supremacist thing but like the, the brothers love it too because like we're not very different in these aspects but they have to go to great lengths to like try to connect these things and like that's how that's for one of the reasons why like they made someone like richard spencer the like the the face of white supremacy in america i don't know who the real face of white supremacy in america, but i guarantee you it's not anybody like that it's like it's probably it's some guy who's got who's got a real twang and he he did not go to he did not go to the university did, that richard spencer went i know to. who it is so you, did you know uh tucker carlson is a white nationalist <laughs> they ha- this is this is the biggest thing in the world in Nantucket. All these guys, <laughs> they uh, you know they uh, they they love racing yachts, and then you know uh, 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 you know uh, uh, joining biker gangs, selling meth, being a uh, uh, white nationalist, <laughs> sleeveless Lacoste. Yeah, this, this shirts. <laughs> uh, this is one of these things. Like it's like to this day, I went and looked up the, like the other day. If you go look up the SPLC and you look up white nationalists. What white nationalists mean? It's like this prison gang thing, right? It's all these these guys like uh, they like uh, they they. It's like a motorcycle gang thing. These are people who like uh, you know uh, stab people in the neck for meth and shit. And but this word because it means that like uh, it's been transferred to this other thing that's very hilarious. You know, someone that's like growing up in a bow tie, super wasp. It's like oh, that's a white nationalist. Like that's like the fucking opposite of a, like. Yeah, well that. That's but that's what they we we've I mean I guess we we've done that to death maybe but I just say it again like they they're they're one of the, part of their strategy is you take you use language to shove things together but like, I think that on some level they it's not not just a strategy like they think you can do that like that like words are magic spells and you can just by well Alakazam now Tucker Carlson is a grand wizard of the KKK mm. the sons of Odin. <laughs> Yeah, he's shiving somebody in the yard over a a, a bag, a a dime bag. Yeah, Yeah, it's like also when they when they started saying things like, uh, "Oh, why? When um, when it looked like there might be like, um, uh, I I think like after strikes on Syria, like people were expecting something worse to come afterwards, and then there were these articles that came out which were like the 
the white supremacists are supporting Assad. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> what, what's your point here? Like, what do you? Yeah. <laughs> they did it with the Taliban too. The ta- like recently with the Taliban, like the strange marriage between white supremacists and the Taliban. Like they seem to really love this ta- these Taliban guys. Yeah, they do. Like uh, help him trick out his Harley Davidson or something like that. <laughs> Like 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 literally go to the SPLC, look up what what white national is. This is like a fucking prison thing. Like ninety nine percent of people have no contact with anything like this. These people don't have like a a poli- fucking political party or something. Like it, it, I don't know. But look. I'll play I'll play devil's advocate here if we're trying to link we're trying to link uh, the chuds and the Taliban the beards pickup trucks rifles you know. There, there's some common ground there. Yeah, and I suspect the thought that was probably going through a lot of people's heads is like. Wow, maybe the American government is not as like brilliant yes. and powerful as we thought. And if we just have our guns and pickup trucks, we can just like, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Exactly, because right before that happened, I mean, right before that, there was like this in the on the right, there was this undercurrent of like total uh, ho- helplessness, like you know, like with the mandates and stuff, and we're just going to be just, they're going to destroy the pussy camps and all this, and drones are going to blow us up, and we can't win this, we can't possibly win, and then like a, a, a bunch of goat herders in the mountains just he fucking tomahawk dunked on the U.S. military, mm. just humiliated them, and in, in a way like in a way that was so public and obvious that nobody could deny it, and then overnight every like the attitude just completely changed, mm. and like that's a, that's a perception problem uh kind of like the one i was talking about earlier but it's worse and if allow me a moment to rant about this so like we're we all can we all kind of agree that what they're trying to set up and not just in america but in europe too is like technocracy right Hmm. that's the goal if not the reality already does anybody disagree no it's like technocracy ruled by experts right Hmm. expert implies that you have special knowledge that makes you competent to do a thing and uh, more competent than like the average person. So like the, the whole, the, the whole, the moral authority of technocracy is that like, I, I have this knowledge that you don't, that means that I know what's best for, for us and for you. And like, it's a kind it's a lot like a relationship between a child and a parent almost like a lot of times a child will like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Well, you have to, because I'm your dad and I know things that you don't understand. But this all is underpinned by the idea that you are more competent, that you know things that they don't know. And if that's exposed, it's not true. That if, if you're not competent, if you're if you're not an if you're an idiot actually, and you're screwing everything up, then everyone asks questions about why. Well, hey, why did you take all these these you know rights from us and freedoms? And you said that was because you knew you knew best. When mm. you don't, you're just an, you're just you're just bossing us around. Like I think that's that if if they if they have any real threats to their power, like that's one of the the biggest ones because like once you take away competence, it's no it's like no longer we're doing this for your own good, and it's more like what another two time guest of our podcast said: your power speaking the truth. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and it, I think too because the 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 power is kind of so mysterious, like. You know, one thing I often think is when I look at how, like, like say, for example, how feminized politics is, right? The person who, like an, <laughs> an AOC type of person, right, who's like a, a very talented, like, person with high social intelligence who knows how to um, do all these, like, mysterious things, right? That <laughs> people who are sometimes, like, book smart just can't possibly 
imagine, like just don't understand, right? So somehow she can, she can make people do what she wants, basically, right? And that that's like very, I think that particularly if you're in, like if you're somebody who's very interested in politics and you have like, um, and, and you don't have those kinds of talents, like those kind of social talents, and then suddenly like you, you just get completely, um, uh, like overridden by these kind of people who just like rise right to the top and just get everyone to do what they want. It's very, you know, it, it's like very confusing and very strange and you, and it's kind of not something you expect, but then, you know, politics, as I say, is so feminized, right? So if you are an influencer, like, as you say, that's actually a problem for them because they have placed such power in those things. But what you always, well, what I always think is like, I don't really believe though that any of this is real. Like this is just, they allow the spectacle to look like this, but ultimately it's really run by probably a group of like generals or just like a group of men who are just like not elected and who, and who have to think about really serious things like, like energy resources and, and, you know, war and like the, the possibility of like nuclear war and like all these, these kinds of things. Right. And they're, they, they can't be the kind of people who are going to be out there doing, you know, wearing that dress at the, at, at that event or, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So that's what you think, right? There must be serious people hiding in the background somewhere. But then when you see something like that go so wrong, you think, oh my God, maybe there, there isn't like, and yeah. <laughs> maybe this is actually the whole thing. And it's actually just like, <laughs> and it, and it really are just completely unimpressive. And there aren't like evil geniuses, like, you know, who at least know what to do. You know, I'm the director of the national, uh, uh, the uh, nuclear energy uh, agency with a big old ass. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, By the way, hang on, hang on, hang on. We forgot what? to do something. We forgot to do something. Uh, Angela Nagel.substack.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Angela Nagel.substack.com. But we blew it. I, I was wrote down, don't blow it. Go there. <laughs> Give us the money. AngelaNagel.substack.com. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, what you should have done was broken out your notes and said, wouldn't it be funny if he was in charge of the Nuclear Power Commission and all he was talking about was a bunch of gay shit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, one from, no one listening is going to understand that joke at all. Uh, like the, Angela makes, like once again, phrases it intelligently. And I'll, let me rephrase it unintelligently. The debate about this always like focuses on uh, is it morally right for for these people to be able to ball us around and tell us what to do? Is it is it okay for them to treat us like children, right? But like the real the real issue is like, are they actually competent to do that job in the first place? Who are they, and are are like, is it like some cabal of scientists who are like pulling all the strings? And like conspiratorial thinking can lead people there, like, oh well, they're doing this is. 15th dimensional chess, like Joe Biden's a fucking genius. Mm. But no, what if he's not? What if he's an idiot? And not only is it like morally wrong for them to act this way, but they're not even able to, to do the things that like the most basic stuff, of the most basic parts of governance. Isn't this where China comes in? So, uh, okay, so part of, like, we didn't have, I don't think there was like a ton, like if you were just the normal observer and you're sort of looking at things, you would just assume, okay, the West has this way of doing things, and this uh, this sort of produces like uh, this is how you 
this is how you uh, make big line go up. This is how you win at economics. And that's like, that's super important, right? That means like, you're not like, uh, uh, that means like 70% of your population isn't, uh, you know, sweating all day in the, in the, uh, the rice paddy. This is like, so, you know, you got to let all this shit go on. This is like, this is, this is the way things are done. Okay. China does, does, uh, uh, China's making plenty of money. Uh, they do, they have capital investment. Uh, they do plenty of shit, but also, um, they don't, they don't obey, obey this party line. Like if they, if they're like, ah, this kind of music or this kind of media, or whatever, we don't think it's good for the kids. We'll just ban it. And like, this doesn't like crash the economy or everything. Everything's fine. It, it's just all cool. Uh, you know, the, the leader, uh, 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 G Jinping, uh, like one of the, like his thing, <laughs> he says like his emphasis is on, um, uh, moral, like, uh, so like he, he says like moral hygiene, right? Yeah. 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 That, that's what we're going to do. We're going to make sure everything's moral. So if there's like, uh, if there's some kind of like celebrity or something, that's like, uh, it's pretty gross. We'll just ban it, which like, okay, that's cool, I guess. But like, uh, you know, if you do that, if you do that in, in, in Denmark, the economy is going to crash. Well, I, it, I guess it doesn't. As we discussed with the professor last time, I, I think that that all comes down to where you are in the cycle, like in the civilization cycle. And uh, I think it has nothing to do with culture, with uh, doctrines or anything. It's like if, if in Denmark a hundred years ago, they would ban that shit too. And in America up until I guess the last 50, 50 uh, let's say 70 years to be, conservative about it. like that, that stuff would have been banned too because like you needed you needed a, a populace that could do certain things and now you need a populace that can consume stuff and this this, be, is, be, this is perfect right so you ever seen this graph we pub i, I posted this graph a couple times we've talked about the show where there's a graph that's like sort of like uh, uh like it's essentially like uh, uh your share your share is like a normie westerner of like uh you know your working stuff basically like the, the point of the graph is like after 1972, everything gets shitty, like everywhere, like in America, in 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 uh, in, in Spain, in Italy, in Sweden, everywhere. Like everything goes to the, the toilet. Uh, by the way, we you brought up Denmark. Guess what year that abortion was banned in Denmark? And by the way, like remember, like if you ban abortion, it's going to crash the economy. You, you get you know, all these bitches are going to have to go home and take out these kids and shit. Like, Wait, that, abortion. That's, that's game over. Remember, like okay, so you're gonna. I'm giving you some 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 advanced uh, uh, advice here, and I'm telling you, okay, so you know that. Like, you're going to crash the economy if you ban abortion. So guess what year abortion was banned in Denmark? It, it, is it banned now? Yes. Uh, so, uh, no, sorry. I flipped around. Like, uh, uh, now there's, like, you, uh, abortion is like crazy. Abortion was banned until X date. 2007. 1973. Hmm. <laughs> the graph, there's a website that says what happened in 1972. <laughs> Banging abortion in Denmark happened, but uh, I don't know. I bet life was pretty good in, in, in uh, Denmark. This is the thing. It's like uh, you know, these. This is the okay. People get this thing wrong. You know, uh, uh, I think a guy we will talk about here in a minute. Moldbug has this thing where he talks about uh, you know how uh, Protestantism uh, influenced uh, sort of like uh, you know this progressivism, this world ideology. Well, mm. well, it's like I totally believe it. By the way, like uh, if you go look up like in nineteen in fifteen fourteen. Like when uh, you know Columbus is, is is doing the world conquering thing, it has a Catholic flavor. You go you go to uh, nineteen uh, you know uh, nineteen forty six, it has a Protestant flavor. It's because America's running. I don't think there's any kind of like moral thing to it. But by the way, like eh, you know what I'm saying. 
1973, Denmark was a vassal of the United States. So of course, they're following along in our footsteps. And that's like that's around the time that abortion became legalized in the United States too. Yeah, the, the, yeah. This is this is the funny thing that these uh, you know these conservatives like Jordan Peterson they talk about this uh, uh, con, uh, cultural Marxism. What do you call what we did to all these places like there, Japan, uh, Japan, and all this shit? Like we forced, uh, you know. Uh, well, anyways. <laughs> yeah, and what do you think of well? Because this whole um, Texas abortion thing is is really, I, I haven't been. It seemed to come out of nowhere, kind of. But maybe I'm just not tuned in enough to to know where it came from. And and there's not. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so tell me if I'm wrong. But <laughs> there, there's not as much of a backlash. Like there's not a completely insane people crying in the street saying you're killing us, blah blah blah, type of backlash that I thought there would be. Why is that? Okay, so I think that's okay. I think they kind of include that into the okay. So the 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 progressive explanation for this is that basically here's what happens. I don't know if you've ever had, well, we won't go there. I've had uh, a scare before, and the way a scare happens <laughs> is you're like, uh, um, there isn't like this thing where like you're you know you're reading uh you know <laughs> you're reading literature going for nine months. There's just like uh, all of a sudden it's like oh, there's two lines instead of one line. What do we do? Um, their well, their explanation for this is that like okay, so the people that make these decisions, they just go, oh, uh, can we abort it? No, okay, uh, well, you know, call your grandmother. We'll give it to her. There is this is their explanation. This is why they how they explain there isn't any like uh, public outrage. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, no, you're you're wrong though. Okay. Well, I'm I'm trying to explain what they would say was is the the reason. Okay. Well, what, what, do you you know, what do you think is the reason? Uh, the, I know the reason because you can go on Amazon.com and order a, 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 a pill ah. that'll, that'll, you know, take, uh, abort your abort your baby, you know, and you can still do that in Texas. So they're not and they're not really like almost, I think there was a ridiculously small percentage of abortions in Texas that that didn't uh, that would have <laughs> been outlawed by this this rule anyway. You know, right, Merrick, okay. yeah. Merrick told me I was bugging out the last one I was getting to it. This. He said, have a couple, uh, you know, have a couple of glasses of wine before we do this. So I've had that. Now, I, <laughs> here we go. So, uh, you know, like um, I had this scare, right? So I got this phone call. I said, it's going down. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not married, right? Uh, I found out later, like, you know, uh, it was like, oh, I just want to see what you do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Women are like, uh, like women are intense. You know what I'm saying? Like they would. Like, I'm sorry on behalf of my. <laughs> my I'm just, just curious what you do. I, I mean, like I'm, I'm not no like like I, it's that's the kind of thing. It's like eh, I don't know if it's maybe the Stalin thing where it's like eh, you know. I had a friend in in high school who uh, broke up with the girl, and then she told him that you know told him not just that like it was a scare, but like all oh, that no, this is happening. It, it, you know, I am, and then like. Stop talking to him for a couple months before he realized that you know when she didn't swell up that she was just saying it to to terrify him and it worked by the way it scared the living uh, I, I remember having a conversation with him where he was like you know I've always been really pro life but but now I'm kind of I'm kind of rethinking that position now that now that I'm here well this is one of these uh, so I don't know if you know this so you know I have this discuss uh, I, I was sort of talking about this uh, uh, publicly and people. People question me. We're talking about like um, so I brought up that people literally go to jail for not paying their child support. 
people were shocked. They were like, oh, okay, I guess that maybe have happened like in movies or something. But like, <laughs> that, that never happened. And like, okay, like literally like the only people I've ever seen being like carried to jail, like with my own eyes, like uh, I've seen them, like I was working at a job, the police showed up, they, uh, they got the guy in handcuffs and they took his, they took his ass to jail. This is, this is always hilarious because like, how is how's he going to pay for his child support in jail? Nonetheless, they will haul your ass to jail for this. There's no real solution for this. You know what I mean? This is one of these things that's like, it's so downstream from like, uh, like, by this time, like it's so fucked up. Like, what are you? What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? It's, there's not anything you can do at that point. However, America is really intense with this shit, and like the way that their solution for this is like, well, we'll just. This is my my belief. You know this? Like, okay, I think when Ingalls is like thinking about what would it be like if there's no if there's no nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think that's a different thing when you're doing that. Like, uh, you know, in like 1854 or whatever. If you're doing that, like in in 2020, well, I know what this is. This is like. We don't have an answer for this, so we'll just throw all these dads in jail, and women will raise them, and that—that's the answer. Man, that is that is such a good. You're you're right, you're absolutely right because like Engels was like a lot of those 19th century socialists, like a pervert. Well, I mean, he wasn't like one of the bad ones, but like they all, they, they all, <laughs> he they was all, one of the good ones. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm grading him on a curve. Like, like yeah, he, yeah. he didn't, you know, he wasn't cucking his wife like with a with a younger woman in the house and so stuff like like so like if you look at the biographies of the of these 19th century socialists, like they were all like, you know, I don't really believe in a nuclear family. I think what should happen is, uh, I, you know, either I should share my wife with another guy, or I should have like a harem of of, of women. Uh, like th- that is like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I didn't have to obey these restrictive rules? And and but I think that you're right, Bog Beef, and that now in, tw- in in 2021, it's not that anymore. It's like, well, we fucked all this up. That this is like the, the shit's all gone. So now we're gonna. I just realized Angela's an influencer. I fucking got that from her. I would if I was talking somewhere else, I wouldn't have credited. You said this before. You said that. Basically, how these people operate is they they like root for things that are already happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I and not even like rooting for. It's like we have to have an explanation for like why the, the thing that we said wasn't happening now is happening and it's good. Like you need to explain why is it good. Like you you don't have a dad. Well, actually, that's a good thing. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, this this motherfucker in England, Eagles. Uh, he said it was awesome. Yeah, and I think Engels wasn't Engels like main girlfriend like like an irish factory worker or something and then he like and then he ended up impregnating her sister or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah whenever this whenever this comes up with a with a, a, a marxist and i'm sorry we've been bitching about them the entire podcast but it's like they also like oh well, he meant the bourgeoisie family not the regular family <laughs> it's like not like not it's like nah bro we can we can look we can look up what he did we know we know yeah. what's going on like uh you're not you're not fooling anybody but yeah this is why this is why many people i know w- will be annoyed at me for saying this but i think like you know in in the stages of grief after people realize like that there are all these problems with the with, with, with the radical left then they they say like, oh, well, it all went wrong in 68, you know, or or even sooner, it all went wrong at like Occupy Wall Street or something. But like, you know, if you look at like Marx and Engels, you've got like all the anti-family stuff is there. And, mm-hmm. and also like, you know, like, um, you know, one of Marx's biggest beefs was like 
with economic nationalism and essentially with nationalism, you know, um, even though like that would have actually been a much more realistic and possible like solution to a lot of like the labor question at the time, you know, the kind of the ideas of Friedrich List and people like that. So like Marx's big um, uh, beef was with was with economic nationalism and nationalism and Engels like had this um, ha- had this anti-family stuff and this kind of like I guess like the, the pervert element of the left. So it's been there for a long time actually, and it's pretty much been there the entire time. So it's not like just this weird aberration, like a post-war thing or you know some kind of American strange like mutation. You know what I mean? It's it's always been there. Yeah, I always think of the thing where uh, that awesome paper I found where those like those guys in New York were complaining about Huey Long. Like they're like the the final like thesis they made was like he's not going through us, but he's doing mm. the same stuff. Immediately you're starting thinking like, well, isn't the stuff like the important thing? <laughs> I don't know. When you start talking to these people and you ask them like what what is the uh you know what is the red line? <laughs> Merrick's have like fucking like a uh you know blue star journalists tell him what the what the red line is. And it's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not economic policy. It never is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's all this fucking shit. You know, what is the what is the peak like uh, leftist experience to be on a university campus? Uh, if you think on a university campus, like think of like who would the, be the uh, you know the uh, radical communists? Their you know their enemy they would be like the frat boy, right? Mm. Who actually like act, like actually has a more libertine experience? It's yeah. not it's not like these people invented like fucking. There's something it's it's somewhere down the line. There's something that like about like the human experience that they loathe. This is why there's so many words. It's not like oh we caught Marx again in the bed with another prostitute. It's never like, it's all these kind of thinking about stuff and these words about stuff that that's, uh, you know, by the way, like, you know, Huey Long was like, uh, I mean, this was a guy like, like to get his, uh, like to get his dick wet. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) he really did. However, like, uh, you know, when he did that, you should add that to your Twitter. You know, by the way, like, you know, when he did that, he understood that as like, I'm not doing, uh, you know, the best thing in the world. This isn't the greatest thing. These people, a lot of times they're not doing, they're not actually doing that. They're just like beating off like crazy. However, Mm. all, all this, this transgression comes through in all these words and stuff. Like it's just something more about like they hate humanity in some kind of way. You know what I mean? Mm. That's literally uh, ask, ask these people if they believe in human nature and they'll tell you, no, they don't like they view themselves and all human beings as animals. Like they're biological machines. Uh, And and I mean, the, 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 (laughs) and of course that doesn't, actually make sense with with their political beliefs or whatever but that doesn't matter what, what matters is you have to understand the the kind of person you're describing desperately wants to erase the possibility of meaning in life and then you can you can you can you can figure out their motive motivations for that on your own i won't speculate but that like that's it here's how you would imagine like it, this is one of these things the reason why like uh you know if you if you're smart today you're you're like a retard because nothing sort of works like in some sort of logic doesn't sort of work along sort of these these broad lines but like what you would imagine like what like if I, if, let's say i get caught cheating with my wife or something and then all of a sudden and i and all of a sudden like uh, what is the bourgeois family mean? 
That would, what is the what is the meaning of the word is? Yeah, that, that would make a ton of sense, right? Like like he's like, oh okay, you know he's doing his best. He's trying to he's he's, he's trying to get out of this. That's never how this works. This always these people. Yes, that are it just, is. It is. That's exactly how it works, bro. You know what they're trying to get out of life? It's death drive. Like they're trying to to. Uh, do a speed run <laughs> through their humanity. We had this wonderful conversation. We were talking to Oliver, and um, I showed him this video. These people do this thing called cave diving. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. So they're, you know, yeah. you know these extreme sports like uh, yeah, yeah. So there's all these extreme sports. They're pretty extreme. However, I mean, like you know, there's that movie about the guy that does the. Uh, did you ever see that the free free climb or something? Yeah, yeah. You know, he says, like, look, like, if I keep doing this, I'll die. However, like, you know, I plan for this all year. I'm going to do this once. And then, like, I'm not going to do it all this time. Like, okay, so cave diving, like, if you do it, like, uh, within, like, your your lifespan will be, like, about six years or so. You'll die. You'll just die mm-hmm. doing this. If you if you get into cave diving, you'll be dead in a cave. <laughs> Remember, I asked Oliver about this one. I was like, why do you think uh, why do you think people are into this? He's like, I think a lot of people just want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just hearing all that Oliver saying that. And it's like, yeah, that, 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 that's like, like this is this is the most horrible thing, horrible realization when you come to it. It's like the, all this stuff that's happening. Like you, like, well, there's got to be an explanation. Like, why is the Church of Satan our last best hope like, or whatever? No, yeah, why yeah. people do this? Why do they want to? Why do they want to give drugs to children and make them and make them not have go through puberty? And why do they want to do it? It's just because they fucking hate themselves. They hate everything. Think about like, they would, like how- they'll tell you on Twitter. I, I hate myself and I wish I was dead. Bro, they're not joking. Think about <laughs> like think about like Albert Einstein, like okay, right now, and he's like sitting in a chair, his eyes are closed. He's got like, you know, <laughs> two fingers together on each side, and he's like pressing on his temples like very hard. And he's thinking as hard as he can. He's like, I guess they just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the best explanation I've been able to come up with, too. Like, I mean, beyond that, I don't really, I, I can't, I, I have to think it. it is some kind of a biological flaw or something that they have, like, very strong antisocial tendencies, right? Like, that's the common thread in everything that they do. But I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I do think it has to be a biological thing. Like, they, it's in their nature to... To, to be antisocial, but I don't know why, like, I, I don't know. I don't really understand why such a thing would exist. You know, I don't think, I think, I don't think it has to be biological. Uh, I think if you, if, Duty. If, if you part, Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you can read globe, like he talks about this briefly, admittedly, but he, he kind of tries to debunk exactly. this. like, it's nothing to do with the physical. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm sorry. It's, to do this like it's a spiritual disease right mm-hmm. you just you just don't you don't have any reason to to care whether you live or die on, on some level anymore and it's it, it, some the some of the people who do this or feel this way are like uh physically much stronger and healthier than people were like their their parents or grandparent generation were it, you it's it's i i don't i don't i don't like the i mean if it was just biological it would be a lot easier to deal with but like this is like really it's a cyclical problem you know, I, 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 I brought this example out with Bateman the first time we talked to him. But, like, you know, there's these stories from, like, the, I don't know, fourth century in North Africa. There were all these religious, there were these religious cult, uh, Christian cults. And, like, their entire, like, 
what you would do if you were part of this cult was you would just on the roadside, you would attack random strangers in the hope that they would kill you and you go to heaven. Like you literally were starting fights so that you would die and become a martyr. Mm. And it's like, I think this is purely cyclical. Like you reach a stage in your, in your culture, your civilization, whatever, where uh, you pass the peak and now people are like, you know, maybe, maybe well, why am I even doing this? You know, what's the point of it all? Would it be so bad if I was dead? And I, I think that's why I think it is, it is like actually a spiritual sickness. Mm. Yeah, that's very possible. But then, like, why do they emerge at certain times? Like, like if you look at sort of anarchists around the Spanish Civil War, like, they, their behavior is, like, very similar to the way the left is now, you know? And all the same pathologies were there and stuff like that. I mean, is it is it just, like, a contagion kind of thing? Glove thought that it, this happened, John Glove thought this happened when, after you've went through an era of, of prosperity, hmm. essentially, once you're on a downslope, people... Once people like once you've reached a certain level of prosperity, it just you, you don't you don't care anymore. And I, I would say actually the the Spanish Civil War is a great example of maybe people like again trying to do a reset. Like these people are like, hey, let's destroy this, let's kill all the nuns and destroy all, and destroy everything because mm-hmm. like uh, what's well what's like that is self extremely self destructive behavior. Mm. And I think that in the past, like you would see these cycles happen like every couple hundred years, but maybe now the rate of advancement and everything is so, it's so is increased so much that like you can go through these, these same cycles in like a few generations, like uh, the, the world that like that they were rebelling against the, the 1930s and like that, like that world, like it, it, it happened in, you know, my grandmother's lifetime, but to me, it might as well have been, the 1800s might have been well, like you know a thousand years ago. I, I can't even imagine it. So I think that maybe that's why like you see these similarities cropping up so quickly. But I don't know. I mean, that's impossible to say. It could also be too that like those kinds of antisocial people are are often there in like greater or lesser numbers, but that the rest of society, when it's healthy, had the capacity to suppress them. Yes, that that's one of the. I'm treading in dangerous territory. There's one. There's a big theory on like uh, European, uh, like Europe, early modern European era, essentially, like that they they just started chopping the heads off of like everybody who committed any crime mm. for for a long period of time, and like that led to uh, prosperity and, and and wealth, and mm. like that was <laughs> that. I I, I don't want to say anymore. I'm not suggesting anybody look up that theory because <laughs> you know. Not the nicest people in the world who hold to it, but I mean, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Like, yeah, in a healthy society, it, it, the the one thing that's absolutely certain you're nailing there is that in a healthy society, these people aren't dangerous because, like, yeah. it's like, well, these weirdos get out of here. Uh, we're going to ban your stuff. We're going to push you off to the. You can go hang out in the, your little bohemian uh, coffee shops and 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 do whatever you want to do. But like, when once once society at large like this is a this is a like a universal problem with in, in the civilization cycle like no one really has an answer for like why should we like why should we exist why should we continue there's no good answer to that question so these people who just deconstruct everything well it's like attacking an attacking somebody who doesn't have an immune system you can't just say well what the fuck are you talking about dude because like, we need to have kids and do all this stuff and we need to, like, this is like uh, didn't you read the Bible? Or didn't you, you know, whatever? Didn't you listen to Zeus? That, that, that's gone. You don't have any argument. And like these people can just 
can just deconstruct everything and there's no defense against it. Mm. Yeah. And like the, the, the fact that such people would be allowed to even like all like ascend to the positions of power and society is, is really a sign of like incredible weakness, you know, because they're probably always there and they're probably always like trying to get power and stuff like that. But like the, you know, the, the, the social structures are all there to keep them down. But now they're like the head of every like elite institution in the, in the country. Well, let's say that you base your entire economic system off of like, uh, say you're selling off existing, existing things that have were built in the past and, or like financialization. And, uh, so volatility, like as we, as, my friend is, likes to say, you know, volatility is like the biggest asset for, for financialization. It's great. You want things to be volatile. It's like terrible for a society and for people, but like for them, it's great. And you take the like, well, we need an excuse to, to sell off all these assets and destroy like these things or, you know, not even physically an asset. Like let's say, for example, you could expand the labor market by almost double by destroying an asset that was like that's not a that's not a physical thing that was like a, a social technology as our last guest would say like say well, the nuclear family and you could increase the labor market by you could double it and then now wages have wages can can go down you can increase productivity it's a great deal in the short term and like when in a certain stage in your when you're on the downslope those deals seem good because you're not worried about what's going to happen a hundred years from now. You're not Stalin in 1930. Like, Hey, we need to get people in, working in these factories so I can compete. You're not doing that anymore. You're like Austria, Hungary in 1913, mm. kind of a black pill. <laughs> yeah. I actually just watched, um, what is your opinion of the movie idiocracy? Do you hate it? <laughs> I, I, I like, I loved it when I watched it. Yeah. I haven't watched it in forever. Yeah. My judge. Yeah, that's right. I actually ended up watching it tonight. And um, it's really funny because I haven't seen it in years. And uh, but I was thinking, you know, you know, the way like the Gatorade company just basically bought out everything and yes. they, were, they were pouring Gatorade all over the fields and everything. Well, you know, I was thinking like for the Gatorade company, that's smart, you know. Yeah, it's a W for Brondo. If you're Brondo, that, that's, Brondo, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what plants crave. Let's go for it. Yeah, yeah. And it was great in that movie because explicitly, like, bro, like the FDA said this is bad, so Brando just bought the FDA. Yeah. <laughs> and they had the food pyramid, which was just, like, gradually just became nothing but Brando. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw you post a thing on your Substack that was uh, about concentration. Oh, yes. Uh, I really like that. This is kind of th – this is basically why we contacted Dr. Mueller because it's like, okay, we – like it's very hard to understand like how crazy of a world we live in. Why did you, uh, why did this come to mind? Um, I think because, um, well, I actually, you know, funnily enough, the, the, it, it dawned on me to, to watch Idiocracy because I was thinking about that because I was imagining kind of, you know, if, if the attention span just gets smaller and smaller and smaller, you know, what are we going to be like? <laughs> you know, what are we going to be like in a decade from now? If, uh, if, you know, nobody's able to read or like able to read, a, finish a book or concentrate long enough to sort of follow an argument or anything like that, you know, like how, how what is society going to actually look like? And so I kind of thought like, it's just something that 
you know, like in the way that like the monasteries, like the monks in Ireland, like, kept, like, you know, continued like transcribing texts and kind of keeping all of these important things. If that's coming, right, if everyone's going to just end up with like a, 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 a like a one minute attention span or something like that, you have to actually do something where to cultivate the capacity to concentrate. And so that's really just what I was thinking about. Like, you know, you, in other words, like if you don't actually try and um, consciously cultivate that ability, you actually will lose it because like all the forces are there kind of pushing you in the other direction. Do you feel like like there's something lost in like the human experience when if we let's say let's say tomorrow, like everyone has like a, a nothing you, you do lasts more than like, uh, you know, 15 minutes before you go back to like. Uh, you know, doom scrolling Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, what I mean, does doom scrolling mean, by the way? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. What is that? I keep hearing, seeing people say that, but I don't even know what it means. Was it? Uh, that, that's where, you, where you're on Twitter and you're not even really having fun and you just keep scrolling the, t- the, the timeline. Yeah, and you're kind of making yourself miserable by scrolling. Oh, you got uh, – people who do that need to, like, change who you follow. If you change who you follow, that would go away. Mm. It, Really fat. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. Continue, Angela. I didn't mean to interrupt with a stupid question. <laughs> no, I actually can't remember what it was I was saying, but um <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I, I and I also thought, you know, I was the the you know, like if you think of I reference like Virginia Woolf's um a room of one's own and basically all the stuff that she was saying about like female novelists is now sort of true about all of us, except maybe female novelists, which is that she was basically just saying like, <laughs> you, you need a room, like you, you basically just need money and a room. So you need the money to be able to have time to work on a project and you need the, the silence and the space and everything like that. And so, you know, I was kind of just trying to think of it in a practical sense, like, if all of the the media that you're consuming and all of these forces are shrinking your attention span and are encouraging you to, you know, to kind of like nervously and frenetically look at all these different things all all day long, how do you actually, in a practical sense, resist that as a habit, you know? And it, and it is like quitting smoking or, or dieting or something like that. It is, difficult and you actually don't like doing it you know what I mean you have to kind of slap yourself on the wrist a little bit and make yourself just stop looking at your phone or stop whatever it is and just concentrate for for several hours and there's some practical things like people say the very early like the first 90 minutes or something when you wake up is some of the most intense concentration you'll have for the entire day and that if you can actually just sit if you can find a place to sit quietly and do something in in that small little window, it'll be worth more than what you would do in an entire day in that kind of lazy frame of mind where you're just kind of staring and scrolling and not really paying attention to one particular thing. That explains the morning wood. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm very, very sorry. We'll cut that. (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, uh, man, that the first ninety minutes, like I don't know if I, I'm sorry, I don't know if I buy that. Like the first thirty to forty five minutes of the day, like I'm I'm barely alive, right? Well, yeah, I know it's not everyone's experience, but some people swear by it. I I don't know, maybe it's just 
maybe it's a personal thing. Maybe it's to, it's to do with people's like weird sleeping patterns or something like that. Yeah. But some people do swear by it. I mean, the, the, they, I could be misremembering this, but didn't JK Rowling say that that was what she did? Like when she wrote her first book that she would just get up at 5am or something like that. And no, it, it makes sense. Uh, this yeah. is why, uh, you know, as, you, as a guy, the older you get, you start waking up earlier in the morning. Cause those moments are, are, uh, are very, very quiet. I've noticed that uh, this is like, this is a long-term solution, but uh, oh man, if I was the smartest I was in the shower, like 24 hours a day, like <laughs> I would be, oh, I would is. be running shit. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, yeah. What is well, that? yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You, that, that goes along with what you're saying. Like, Hey, you're in that, you're in that window. You're refreshed. You're getting refreshed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Walking also just like makes you think differently than you would in any other situation. See, th this is like this is a thing, and, and so this is a thing that like uh, uh, we we talk about a lot. Is well, like all of us, if you're listening to this, you're trapped in this nightmare hell with us. Like you're you're here too. <laughs> like don't take anything for granted anymore. Nothing, nothing, fucking nothing. Like you can't take anything for granted. Like we live in the most that like it's impossible to explain how dynamic the situation is. I, mm. I've I've seen uh, I saw um. Sir, so and so Sinclair died the other day. Like, uh, he was the guy, it's like essentially invented computers in the United Kingdom. Like, now, like, these things rule our lives. Like, now mm -hmm. it's like, how can I, like, trick my brain? It's almost like getting high, trying to find a way that's like, oh, it's just like I'm able to think now. Please don't, like, just don't take anything for granted anymore. Any of this stuff uh, that's like, oh, this is a way I found out I can think, I can think straight. Or whatever, like, uh, please share. This is like this. This is like a. It, it's it's a very dynamic situation yeah. we're caught in. I would say if, if there would be one argument, I would in favor of that, like that concept that Angela laid out was that if, if you were like a human being up until pretty recently, like you would uh, during the daylight, you'd be doing some kind of hard physical labor, and then you come home and you'd be tired as shit. You sleep for ten hours and wake up. It's like maybe if you slept, you know, had like ten hours of solid sleep, you wake up and you're at the top of the world. Like the average person, like that doesn't happen anymore. If you're an average person in the West, you're probably you're you're, you're drinking a bunch of caffeine. You have weird, you know, you're staying up too late. You're looking at screens and shit. Yeah, that that might have something to do with that. I mean, one of the the theories I've heard as to why people feel this way and can be really productive in the morning, the, the people who do swear by it, um, is to basically just that you are unconsciously processing ideas throughout the whole night. So that like if they were kind of on your mind the previous day, you will be able to like approach them in a new way, having not actually had a break, but just they've been processed in a different like way of thinking. This is this is the old study technique, right? Where you where you 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 cram really hard, you cram really hard, and then you and then you take a nap, whatever. And while we're napping, there's some kind of like uh, you know like a computer rebooting or something like mm. defragging. It's somehow like uh, mm. going through the files. We're, did you notice? Did you notice that like even now, like our analogies for the human brain are like computer stuff? Yeah, that's really bad. I remember one time I went to a uh, like a, a technology museum in Germany and they had like a lot of stuff there about the printing press and all the language we use was there. Like I was like, wow, that's the origin of that. Like stereotyping, for example, is one. Um, <laughs> loads of our language comes from that period of like it, printing press. Uh, you know, ugh, 
I don't even want to think too much about this, but like, if you're thinking we're, we're all like the three of us, we're like, we were born in the uh, 20th century and well, we can remember a time before like computers and screens completely dominated your life. We can mm-hmm. remember that like the before time. This mm-hmm. is the curse. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna make what, me what, dad <laughs> talking about this. This is why we're the most fucking cursed people on earth, dude. Because we can. Because we can. Uh, I don't. I don't. I've heard people say that, but I don't agree. Because like we we were like the last uncontaminated generation. Yeah. Like we we, we were we were raised like when our brains were still soft. Like th- this shit wasn't around. So like yeah. we're like the last people who who weren't poisoned by this. Yeah, I feel yeah. lucky. I actually I genuinely yeah. feel lucky, and I often think it like even something like you know, even something like. Okay, so the internet was not, a, I mean, it was, it existed, obviously, but it wasn't really part of people's lives. And even something like online dating, like, I'm really glad that wasn't around. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, 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 was, it was like, it, it, yeah, oh, that's such a good point, because like, that kind of, <laughs> okay, there were like matchmaking services, you know, in the 80s and 90s, but like, it was the... No, I remember. Oh, are you okay, Bugby? <laughs> Keep going. No, I'm, I'm, just, just, I'm, I'm just enjoying so, the, the conversation. No, I, I'm just glad that they wasn't around because, <laughs> yeah. like, when, when I like, so when I was like, I guess in my early twenties, I mean, that was like the kind of, I mean, it's so embarrassing or whatever. But that that whole like Friends, like the TV show Friends, it was kind of like not that anyone actually lived like that, obviously, right? But but there was this kind of thing where you know. People went to like people like you know who I don't know there, there was like everyone coffee shops were big well, well like in the sense yeah but like in the sense like people were more liberal right things were more liberal in terms of like um, you know sexual morals and stuff like that but people were still kind of a bit more innocent or something so they didn't actually just go and like they didn't like just go and I don't know like become whatever. <laughs> Like some kind of complete freak. Like, you know, they just like were relatively normal. (laughs) (laughs) And they just kind of got along with other people and like had relatively healthy like relationships, like with all kinds of people in their lives. And they had friends and they had neighbors and workmates and everything. And and it was so nice. And like now it's just horrifying, you know, and particularly when I see like younger people. And I also think like if if the only experience you ever had from the beginning of um dating or doing anything like that was this like horrible thing where you were being uh like subjected to this weird interview this like really brutal interview type of situation like on an app i mean that has to be that has to be producing (laughs) that has to be producing some of the kind of nastiness of how people are now like you know that people have become much more i don't know like yeah, yeah, yeah. The gender politics yeah. is the worst. It's the fucking yeah. worst part of all this shit. I, I yeah. feel so bad for all these young guys that like they, they yeah. grow up on the internet. And they fucking hate women. It's like, dude, yeah. you're fucking like, uh, okay, like you're programmed from the Lord to like enjoy these people. Okay, like you can't help it. it it's just like, like, uh, uh, oh, I just, ling- you know, I just hung around. I feel really, really bad about that. There's people that it's like really, really have these really, really intense feelings about this. God knows how many people that like, you know, like everybody, like a lot of people online, they, you know, you, you have your profilicity, right? You're like the BLM guy or you're like the, 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 mm. the alt-right, alt-right guy. There's a lot of people, a lot of people that like their own thing is like, oh, I'm the, uh, hate the other gender person. <laughs> okay. Let, let, let's, but let's be, let's be a little more fair to them when we say that. Okay. 
Like, yeah, that that's a bad attitude and and everything, but like they can't help well, that. I, they can't. They, they can't. They, they, okay, they they can't. So like you know, your experience might be a little different. You were a six foot three frat boy at their <laughs> age. I'm guessing that probably you have had a different lived experience than like then like uh uh is Saxon the Aryan Groyper sixty nine. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the thing is, it, but but the thing is, if that guy had had the 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 teenage and early twenties experience of pre-internet people, then he would be more socialized and yes. he, and he would be more comfortable socially, and he, and also like he would just know more females. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank thank you for saying the f word. <laughs> speaking their speaking their language. It's, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Is 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 this still like? Uh, it is it impossible now for like for your for your average we're, teenage we're not, boy. We're not that? innocent of this stuff. We're not innocent of this stuff. So like, okay, so uh, humans are very adaptable, like me. So like when I was uh, when I was younger, like I would I did the thing that you did. Did you just approach women? Blah blah blah. Later on, you know, you use these apps or whatever. This this uh, this is what this is how things work now. Uh, like I'd still approach women like, uh, you know, in the, the modern thing, I don't know. It's like, it's like robbing a liquor store or something like it, it is <laughs> it, like the, the, the tension is, is, is so much higher. Like even like, even like you feel bad for the other person. It's like, Oh, Hey, I, you know, I'm bog beef. How are you doing? It's like, Oh my God. Like I'm like, it's, it's a much bigger imposition. You, you know, you go through this. So like, you know, I've done this, like I, I'm the same, like I'm the same guy. I was in this world before where you, Oh, you know, I'm going over to this girl's house. I'm gonna pick her up, take her to the movie. You go on this modern thing. Like, I I was talking to like like ghosting people. I've done that. I don't ghosting <laughs> ghosting people. Like, I, I don't think I've done that before the computer thing. Like, yeah. I, I live in this I live in this hell world just like anybody else. It's not like being like like part of the previous thing helps me. Like like we're all subjected to it. Being ghosted is like. Uh- Mm, it, it that is a really pretty new phenomenon, and it's very weird the first time it happens to you. Our brains aren't made for this shit. Yeah, it's like well, I was like, man, it's been a while since I talked to her. I wonder what's up with that. And it's like that's it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to go back to what Angela said. Like you know, she was saying when she was uh, <laughs> when she was uh, on the market or whatever when she was young. It's like oh, we're you know we're we're a, we're a Rawson ratio and all this stuff, and like we got rid of all the stodgy rules but like everybody still had the expectations from the old world yeah like like, like, like that's what we didn't realize and I, I mean nobody ever you can't you can't realize this is like the the folly of humanity it was like we we got rid of the rules and like we got if, if you were if you were if you came of age around the turn of the century especially before like the people before us had it even better like the boomers mm. had a blast they're the ones who really got rid of the rules like they went <laughs> buck wild with it <laughs> Uh, the the Gen Xers like uh, they still got married and stuff. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying yeah, I'm t- I, exactly like they, like they the boomers and Gen X like got to enjoy like the you know the prisoner's dilemma when you defect like they got to enjoy that they got the they they got walked away scot free and we did too at first like we got to enjoy the twilight of that world mm-hmm. and, and but now like now those now that we've had two like a generation or two where the rules are gone now the expectations aren't there anymore. So it's like, wow, actually this all really fucking sucks. And it's going to suck until the rules come back. And unfortunately for these people, they have to try to assemble some kind of. Now we're laid up around the house making podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. And, and even like, you know, sometimes when you see like 
the guys who you said, as you said, their their identity is hating women and stuff like that. And then, you know, they're on the internet like all day. And then you see that the women who they're observing, who are just like completely monstrous, you know, <laughs> really like, you know, just like, <laughs> they're just so horrible. And they're really proud of being um, really like unfeeling and evil. <laughs> And like, I I just think like, God, when did that happen? You know, because I definitely think in my age group, like, even though we weren't like, you know, we didn't go to mass or anything like that. We weren't, um, (laughs) we were like observing, we weren't observing Catholics, but there was still like, there was still the afterglow of all that stuff. Right. So it was still seen as good to be loyal and like, yes, you want, yeah, all that stuff. Yes. They love being gross and bad. They yeah, enjoy yeah. how disgusting they are. And yeah. I mean, like, I'm, that's not just, that's, I'm not, this is not applied to one sex. It's like, this is a, a whole, <laughs> a whole state of being. And it transcends that. Like if people who, and I think this goes back to the thing I said before, it's like, they're like, they hate, they hate their humanity. Like, and like, it's like, you know what? Well, if I can't, if I can't have a good life, you know what? I'm going to have the worst fucking life and I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to learn to love crawling around and shit and just yeah, and yeah. Them everywhere. It's like, you see, <laughs> you're ruined. I'm going to ruin it for everybody. And yeah. I, I don't think that this is a conscious <laughs> thing, but like that, that is what happens. And like these people who like the, the, the guys on there who say like, they say they hate women. They don't hate women. If you hate women, you would just not worry about women. Your yeah, they wife, got this other thing you can check out. You'll you'll never yeah. sleep alone, bro. <laughs> we, we, it's just funny. I, I I'll be honest. Like being being the kind of hasty that I am. Like I never I didn't really have any close like gay friends ever. Really, not not really. But like now that we when we come online and we started doing this, like I've talked to a lot of like a lot of gay guys and like and like, like we, you know we have we've had one on our show and it's like they really don't like women because they don't have they don't have any needs like you know what I'm saying like yeah. women don't they don't fucking care what women yeah, think about them. The yeah. and they say the most misogynist, misogynist shit I've ever heard in my life and I was like damn you know I thought I, I thought I was based because I was a hillbilly yeah it's having Protestant. it's having the same yeah, conversations that guys have but you're in the back of your mind you're thinking eh, titties or something else dude yeah, you know I mean? like, like they, they, they're, that thing isn't happening. That is the worst aspect of gender politics, by the way. Like, if you are <laughs> Don't get okay, we'll we'll delete that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. Th- this is the no, none of the people who who proclaim that they hate women or hate men really do. The problem is they love them and they and they they have problems problems like attaining the things they want. Like that's always how it works. That every time in my life, I was saying fucking women are dumb or whatever. Like that was specifically because I was thinking about a woman that I really, you know, that I really liked. And things didn't work out with. Yeah, yeah. I've never thought, I've never, it's never like popped up. Like I was like, oh, look at, look at her on the street. Boy, women are so dumb. Never, ne- literally never happened. In this my is the life. most savage, like, like anybody that's involved in politics and this is like part of your game plan. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> like 40% of people now <laughs> yeah. live alone. You've like, uh, like what, like if your game plan like revolves around like people need to live long, fuck you. Like you are like the worst kind of, yeah, doing the most evil thing that you could possibly do. Yeah. It's like a checklist of evil society destroying things. It's like the only thing that holds all their beliefs together. This is kind of, this is not directly related to this, but man, I, I needed to bring this up for, for you, Bog Beef, because uh, you, you've been talking about this so much. 
So I just saw a graph today, and, and I, I wanted the, you two to weigh in on it. So the graph is weekly office attendance across selector met metros through August 11th. This is just tracking how, like what percentage of people are actually going into their office. The lowest one is San Francisco. Anybody, you want to, guys want to take a guess in, in August of 2021, what percentage of office workers in San Francisco are actually going to the office? 20? What do you say, Bogby? Uh, 75%. <laughs> She nailed it. it. It's twenty. It's it's literally twenty percent. It's like nineteen percent. Yeah. So so this in, in Austin, it's 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 a uh, forty five. This is you're right. So this is the thing I've been saying. So like uh, you know like uh, whatever two years ago they said like what's that thing they do in commies? I love using because uh, uh, people always like roast this. They're like six six month plus five year plan. When people like roast this, like why don't you like because we do like go out of our like I go out of my way to not use communist words because I don't want to uh, uh, talk to these people at all. <laughs> Yeah. Like if there's an alternate work. You don't want to alert them to your presence or else you yeah. have to have a conversation with them. Yes. And and but however, like when I'm when I'm having fun, I will use their words because it's it's ridiculous. And uh I like using historical contingency because that one's very funny. <laughs> like a, you know, a pregnancy can be a historical contingency. <laughs> uh but okay, so well I I, I lost this talking about. It. So uh there there's this there's this. Uh, sorry, what what is the uh, the people that make the revolution? There's a, a, the revolutionary subject. Yes. So two years ago, the revolutionary subject was going to be like a uh, black Democratic Party activists. They were going to like do the revolution or whatever. And then like the year later, it's like the the revolutionary subject would be like these like uh, MAGA boomers. They were going to like uh, you know go to the White House and, like overthrow the Congress and stuff. Those were very funny. However, like. Uh, you know, the revolutionary subject, usually there's like, there's something that like makes it a little extra, right? Right. Uh, okay. So the thing that's a little, so it's like, you know, like it's a, normally it's the kind of thing. It's like, they're not sort of like, uh, you know, responding to normal incentives. Here's one. Uh, these fucking people, these fucking useless fucking uh, upper middle class people, it's going to like, uh, you may have to fight a, a revolution to get these people backing you off. I don't live in the, one of these places. I don't have a, I don't have this huge commute. However, if you're one of these people sitting in traffic, like in San Jose for two hours a day, like you, like I may like go 1776 on you, like over, <laughs> uh, over like having to drive back to one of these places. Yeah. San Jose, ironically, is actually on here. It's 24% there. San Francisco was the lowest at 19%. Austin was the highest at about 45. And then the rest of them, like in uh, LA, San Jose, New York, come in between 30 and 20%. It's like, no, like the, the, it, it's like, I would have probably. I think guess like half. I think this was part of that Biden order because you know a lot of that the Biden order about the about these um about like requiring people to have a, have vaccines wherever some of this was like they were like um there was like this thing where it's like uh, oh we're gonna shove it to the the chuds wherever but included in this was basically the, all this stuff federal employees would have to go back to work all these fucking useless people uh however like they're not like they're not absolutely useless some of these people if you want to be like be a libtard you need these people like approving like visas and shit. However, like they don't want to go back to work. The desire to not go back to work, that could that that's a very big desire. Are these people moving though, I wonder? I, I, it's just a, it's just a graph, so I can't be sure about that. But I, I I think that it's well, that's a good question. Did they already move out and they're not coming back? Because they if may they may think, hey, sorry, we wrecked all your cities, but we're off to the countryside now. Well, the, yeah, and I, I but, but I mean th then that would would follow this graph like there would be people like there's a job in san francisco but the person is now uh in oregon you know or not, like idaho ruining their state while they commute to their job in san francisco i think that's their like that's obviously it's at this point it's obvious that's their plan right they want to keep those same 
like blue state bug hive jobs, but just telecommute from Idaho where they can like draft off of a functioning society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're so in Ireland, like uh, is everything still shut down there? Like it is in the cities here? Yeah, pretty much. What it's, the it's fuck? Pretty, yeah, they, they've actually been really strict about it here for some reason. Well, I don't know if this is true, okay? And like, the, uh, you know, the, I have so many competing, like I, I talk to so many people who are so certain of their position on the COVID stuff and then they send you like 10 links, <laughs> you know, that you, ha- you absolutely have to go and read all these studies. And <laughs> and like the study, oh it's like, God. why are there like 10 pop-up ads on this, on the website of this study? Like, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, and you just don't know. And, and I, I simply don't have enough time or even the expertise to read all of them and like come to a completely like sound position. So I, I've kind of just like, I, I'm kind of doing the like I think Oliver Bateman wrote about this, right? He's just like checked out of the whole conversation about it, basically, <laughs> <laughs> um, for the sake of time saving and and grief saving and everything. I, I I heard from one person that basically last Christmas all these Irish people, like young people, uh, just basically went out and and got drunk every night at Christmas and just like didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> and and, <laughs> and and the the rates went way up after that um you know because they brought you know that rule where like if you're eating food it's technically a restaurant so you're allowed to mm-hmm. yeah and and so so they would just like buy one thing to eat but they would just actually be sitting drinking all night and basically yeah the the figures went up after that so then they 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 re-locked down and so yeah they've been really strict about it here but and it's so weird because, like, I think before we started recording, I was saying to you, like, the, the, the tradition, like, when you come home is you immediately go and meet your friends in the pub, you know? <laughs> and and I didn't do that. I, I just, like, Dublin was kind of a bit depressing and weird. And, like, you know, the way there's, like, just, like, a higher proportion of crazy people around everywhere. <laughs> uh, and... And and I just didn't, and I just came straight home to where my parents live, which is out the country. Um, and so here, like out the country, it's basically the same, right? Because you're just in your own home, and you know, like aunts and uncles come over to visit and stuff like that. But but yeah, it it is it's it's it is locked down. Yeah, I mean, it is like they're just in that kind of middle phase where you know you have to wear a mask, and there are these weird rules that don't really make any sense, but you just like, <laughs> kind of have to go along with them. Yeah, I feel that, that's great. Like there does seem to be a cycle, doesn't it? like where like you, you start out, everybody's going nuts and uh, lockdowns and stuff. Uh, Australia apparently just never comes out of that first cycle. It's like the, yeah. it's like developing a. a placenta like they're the island is not capable of that they're just going to permanently be uh, that's the that's such a strange story because like even for like heartless technocrats like is your plan really going to be we're just going to have a super lockdown on on our island forever because that's the uh, the only logical thing you could take from what's happening there uh right i know and what's weird too is like my understanding is that this problem tends to be worse uh, in places that are kind of like cold and damp and, and like where, where like colds and flus generally, you know, are, are more common. But like if you're in this like really hot country where people are very outdoorsy, you know what I mean? It seems so weird that the, that, that would be the place to have the most extreme lockdown. You can't go to the beach where you're outside. You got to burn out that genie coefficient. <laughs> oh. 
Well, there was a big story out there today in a, vi- a video. I don't know if you guys saw it, like in Melbourne, where they just people just rushed the police and just made the police line disintegrate and beat up some cops and it's a huge mass of people. I think they're they're kind of they seem like they're reaching the breaking point. Mm. I, I'm emotionally ready for this. We've gone on long enough. Do you prefer the United States or Ireland? Um, well, I think that before everything sort of went really nuts, <laughs> like relatively recently, um, I, 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 the thing that I really liked about the United States was kind of that. Oh no! Um, I guess because it's like such a such a large country, right? And there's there's kind of like a I mean, this is like a real bug person thing to say. This is like a Matt Iglesias kind of thing to say. But it is true that like there is like a, a certain kind of openness and like dynamism or something that's there that that isn't really there like in a small nation like Ireland. But but then also I, for whatever reason, it just like went really crazy like soon like not that long after I arrived. So and I was in New York as well. So I was at the center of the madness you know and I had like antifas living all around me and stuff like that so you know so that was like a a weird and very particular experience that wouldn't have been the case if I was living say like in Texas where I was born um so yeah did I never tell you that no no we're in Texas oh Houston sick yeah so so you prefer Ireland I think I honestly I think I mean look it's my it's it's my like I wouldn't I, I'll, I'll just be straight with you I wouldn't trust you if you if you if you didn't yeah, say it, shut it, the it, fuck up right. I'm trying to no, <laughs> no it's the the relationship you have to the relationship I have to Ireland is like you have with your family right it's unconditional yeah and, and so no, even if it, even if it even if it's a shithole sometimes it doesn't matter you know you just love you love it anyway because it's it's your people and it's your home and stuff have you been to the country in the united states yeah yeah i haven't lived like anywhere really rural but i have traveled around and stuff you've like been that, boot scooting yeah. and all that what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude, she, she's she's Catholic Irish. She's God not Ulster Irish. Okay, <laughs> it's not the same thing. Okay, man. what's the last thing you've read? The last thing I've read. Yes, ma'am. Uh, oh, I was actually reading Sally Rooney's latest book. <laughs> we're, we're, we're we're now googling Wait, who yeah. is Sally Rooney. Yeah. Women women write books. I'm new That's on this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just curious because she's. I actually met her years ago, and she's this huge figure now. She's like a bestseller kind of a um like a, a millennial like young female novelist from ireland what is uh, what's the last book you read bogby the logic of political survival damn yeah all right yeah uh, okay uh do you listen to classical music yeah who do you like i mean just like beethoven and the the greats right so that's a, that's a junior answer the people that really know it they they always say like Oh, Beethoven, that that's pure shit. You don't you, you don't know the real stuff. Okay, so that that's good. That's, that's a very approachable answer. Stop stop <laughs> nagging the guest. Yeah, where is this going? <laughs> this this is the this is the lightning <laughs> round. Assim- assembling a dating profile. com. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming by. com. Go there, give her money. Uh, this is the most interesting, honest person that's is like out there in the media. I don't think you just want to do Substack, like is the extent of your stuff, right? What are you doing? Like yeah. you want to do like 
What do you mean? <laughs> Where do you see yourself in no, five years, Angela Nagel? It's not that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I know what you mean. Basically, I'll tell you, this is the way I feel about it at the moment. Um, uh, I feel kind of like I have a, a less certainty about things than I've ever had. So I sort of feel like in the there was a time where I wrote in a much more polemical way and and had a lot more confidence in my position and things like that. And, you know, I feel like I've been wrong about lots of things. So I kind of feel like the Substack thing is I'm enjoying it for the moment as a temporary thing because it kind of allows me to write something where I don't really have to I don't feel like I have to play to a particular audience or I have to attach like a conclusion that will satisfy a particular group of people and I can leave things more open-ended and there's um You're still you in know, the period I, of being like like you've run away from like North Korea or something. Yeah. You've got yeah, away from so, these yeah. fucking people and like well, like yeah. we like hmm, like people can, can, yeah, Can like, I just debunk something she said? Like, uh, you've been wrong a lot. No, you haven't. Uh, you were so right about about like one particular thing that like all the worst people in the world like decided to immediately attack I you. Like, stop I stop myself from bringing that shit up all the time too. I, you know, I, like I, I want to be like, did you know in 2017 when Angela Nagel brought this up? All like, because. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but the things she said were right. They weren't wrong at all. That's, like, part of, talking, that's part of being right, why but, we like her because, you know, this conscientious yeah. person that overthinks, like, oh, am I saying the right thing? Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. but, but I feel that I was wrong in another sense in that I was like fundamentally misunderstanding the nature of the movement that I was speaking to, you know? Yeah. That was what was wrong. You know, it wasn't actually the position itself. And that was mm. what was wrong from the beginning, really. And, you know, and then like, so for example, like, what do you do when something sort of seems to you to be right in the abstract sense, but then you actually see it play out and it's just completely different? Like, um, so, so for example, like, um, you know, in a totally abstract sense, there are many ways in which I would still say, like, I would probably describe myself as a socialist or something like that. <laughs> but, but, but then you'd think like, yeah, okay, but what do you do when like, the people who are socialists are what they are, you know, yeah. then the, the word just is completely irrelevant, basically, or the concept even is totally irrelevant. Because and you're like, that that's what happens to you when you have like low social intelligence or something like when you when you're not <laughs> when you're being really literal, and you think that everyone else is being literal as well, or not even literal, but like, you think that the that the that these ideas that we have names for have some correlation to reality, you know, um, and then they don't, and then you have to sort of go back and think like, okay, I've I fundamentally got something really wrong here, um, and why wouldn't I just do that again? Like, how can I make an argument? with the confidence that I'm not just doing the same thing again. So it's all that kind of stuff that you have to rethink, you know, like, like, I mean, there's no point. It's like when people try to say, you know, like earlier I was saying how you can't just be a Stalinist, right? You have to, you have to go through the, the, the revolution and, and then like you, and then you, you're like a reactionary afterwards, you know? So in other words, like the actual, um, you you can't just pick a set of ideas and say I'm for this, you know, because that's a, that's totally irrelevant <laughs> yes. to reality, you know, and um, and to the extent that they that those words even have meaning, it's usually just it's a collective suspension of disbelief. It's like a collective lie that everyone is taking part in. Um, 
you know, so it's all that kind of stuff. Like, so I, I'm I'm happy to just for a while kind of hang around there in 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 kind of obscurity and just uh, think about things and do like book reviews and and stuff like that. And at some point, I'll sort of at some point I'll be ready again to be more like in public discourse, I guess. But uh, I'm not dying to to do that at the moment. I, I think that's fair. I'm speaking for it because you know, there's a lot of people, myself included, who're like. We want more Angela. We want more Angela. I, I think I agree that like like right now it's like what would you do? You, like like in terms yeah. of like like this is like uh, I, I think this moment in particular uh, it's just fucking like a, a absolute like hellscape. Like all the people that are at the top that are sort of like I mean not even at the top the people that are speaking it's all the most low life scumbags like possible. There's there's very few there's very few avenues for this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of the more interesting people are just like very, um, I would say, like non-ideological sort of, um, just like almost like nerdish types. Like, well, I'm thinking of like you know Rob Henderson, that guy. I think he's interesting. He does all that stuff about luxury belief. Is he taller than me? No, sorry. Uh, no, I have to look. <laughs> He, he's interesting, but you know, he's just totally like a, he, he, he's like a policy minded person. You know what I mean? He's not like a fanatic or he's not a moral fanatic or he doesn't think he's <laughs> going to be a revolutionary or something like that. He's just interested in research and stuff. And I think those kind of people are at least interesting to read now because they're kind of calm and you know that they're not lying or they're not engaging in some crazy fantasy, you know. Um, but 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 at, but at some point, yeah, at some point I'll feel more like the need to come back out and like have have sort of weigh in on these like big debates that are going on and things like that. But I don't really have much of a desire to do that right now. I think it's like a better time to just um, to lay low. <laughs> yeah, to lay low, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, the way I feel about it, you should have like you owe these people nothing. That like how. However, I do have to speak for because uh, you know I'm going to get, get this from people. Uh, if you're one of these people that, uh, well, you've learned to play the harp, yes? Yeah. Well, I'm trying. I'm I'm very I'm at the beginning of learning it. Not very advanced. Do you, Do you have one there in Ireland? No, no, I left it behind. Yeah, that's one. I assume this is one of these reasons why hardly anybody plays a harp because those motherfuckers are so big. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a folk harp, so it's actually small. It's not like a one of those humongous things with pedals and all that, like that you have in an orchestra. It's just a little wooden folk harp. This is something that, that's played in the, the uh, pubs. Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the um? Uh, what is that? Everyone, if you think of the bagpipes, you think of this like really annoying instrument in Scotland or whatever. They play when cops die, but in you know in <laughs> in Ireland they have this thing that you play with like your armpit. Yeah, that's right. It's like Illin pipe. Yeah, that shit is dope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I like them actually. They're they're eerie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we gotta wrap this up, America's roasting me for. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and thank you for speaking with us again, Angela. Okay. You're always a delight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was so much fun. Thanks. Let's just